What up? What up? We got another mock draft going down. This is a redraft style super flex. We got some IDP mixed in. Just sit back and relax because here we go. Are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you, you wouldn't last, last a mile. mile. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? 420 Fantasy Hustler back at you. Got another mock draft. And guess who made his return? Taco in the building. What up, bro? They call me Papa Taco now. <laughs> yeah, man. How's that dad life treating you so far? Um, I've never had an alarm clock like this, bro. <laughs> like it's like no I'm sleep sleeping past three hours is not allowed. Don't pass go, don't collect three hundred dollars, don't get your sleep. But I gotta say I love it. It's uh it's an experience and a half. Just when they hold you, you're like, oh yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh yeah, one of those alarm clocks that you cannot hit the snooze button. That is for nah, sure. bro. You try and all of a sudden it gets louder. <laughs> like, I'm gonna rock you for a second, you'll be good, you'll go right back. Okay, I guess not. Louder and angrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I right. on you. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get this uh let's get oh, this wow. mock started and um we're gonna get uh, you can drop it to the bottom. That's super yep. dope. Brand new, brand new. And um let's get through wow. let's get through some of these uh let's get through some of these questions that we got going here. The comments shouting everybody out, and Francisco's up in here. What up, bro? Uh oh, let me see. We got two people at the beginning who I saw their green dots and then now I don't see them anymore. Let me message Dominic real quick. Is this a super flex? Super flex. Um, oh, and you know what? I, I put tight end premium in uh, on the. I forgot to take that off. No tight end premium this time. Let me see if it'll let me delete it. Justin Herbert, number two. Yeah. Looks like everyone's on. Your, your, your guys made it. Yep, perfect. Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, in a super flex league, even, even if it's redraft, I mean, there's going to be some people who are going to take JT, you know, right at the top. But I guess that's what's cool about super flex is you have unlimited style of strategies that you can go with. You just really can't punt a position. I mean, don't punt the QB. I know some people like doing that, but it doesn't usually end up being a fun year if you do. Uh, it's it's funny. Well, I mean, right now I'm looking at just overall projections on, on, on points. 
um, on Sleeper. And they have um, Deshaun Watson projected to get more points than Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Derek Carr, yeah. Tua, Kirk. I'm like, maybe he'll get more uh, reap charges than those guys not fantasy points. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if um, he really even gets on the field this year. Shit is getting weird and and worse for him almost every single day. It sounds like. Yeah, and I mean the thing that sucks is like. I mean, at least for Watson, I mean, there's no criminal charges, you know, that are being brought up. So it's really like, there's a lot of hearsay and it sucks because in a court of public opinion, I mean, he's well, well, you know, guilty, you know, um, it's just going to be how much of this is bullshit and how much of this is real, because I don't want to, I mean, he's a scumbag for doing some of the things that I've heard about, but morally wrong and criminally wrong are two things, you know, in my mind, he's definitely like. If you have, what is he up to, like, 24 women? 24 who, uh, who've who made cases, yeah. But, like, 22 of those, like, are, like, kind of like they're, like, a lot of lies, you know, in there. It's, like, this 24th one is, like, when he's coming out of the woodworks, he's bringing, like, some real, you know, info that's a little, just a little bit different. Yeah. Hess in the building. What up, bro? I, I heard the one where he, he wanted to do the, the downward dog or some shit where he had his <laughs> legs behind his thing. And then he's telling him to massage the area between his anus and his fucking balls. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Hey, man. <laughs> some sick fetishes. <laughs> For anyone who's watched Jackass before, we know that that area is called the Gooch. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my is, God. Uh, Jackass made that made, made that part of it. He, he uh, wanted him to play with his duck butter. <laughs> yeah, play Jackass. Later. <laughs> oh, I still remember on, on Jackass, they had this one thing where they got those, like, those muscle... I don't even know what those are, but like where you put stuff on your muscle and it like works out your muscles. Yeah. And they they made Dave England put that on the gooch. And they're like, hey, that goes on the gooch. It was like this one specific, like, uh, it was one of those weird shaped, uh, like band aid looking things. So let's see. We got a question here from Francisco. He said, quick question before we start in a keeper super flex PPR league, would you rather keep um, AJ Brown uh, for a fourth round pick or Hollywood Brown for a 16th? I mean, Hollywood Brown, I mean, that's a lot of money in the bank, but I'm still keeping A.J. Brown. I'd rather have him. I mean, if you're telling me I'm getting the 16th overall, I mean, like 16th, no, 16th round, round, round. Yeah, yeah. I'd take Hollywood. Because A.J. Brown, as great as he is, how much do you trust that Eagles offense to throw with Hurts enough for him to justify his volume? Whereas you have um, Hopkins out, there's no Kirk. Who's really going to be that number one, number two wide receiver over there for Kyler Murray, who has rapport with Hollywood Brown? I think Hollywood and Hollywood Brown showed a lot of glimpses. Now, we know he, he drops the ball. We know he had that say goodbye Hollywood uh, moment. But, you know, overall, if you're telling me at that value, I'm, I'm, I'm ballsy. I'm ballsy. I take Hollywood. And uh, and Ron even said it. You could still get A.J. Brown. You know, like that's something else. I mean, doesn't mean by keeping Hollywood doesn't mean uh, that you can't get A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm just off the Hollywood train. Even though it's a 16th rounder, I'm still I would still be going um, A.J. Brown on that. I just and, I just like the overall value. Oh, yeah. I mean, great value in the 16th round. I mean, that's beyond dart throws right there. Because his volume upside is, is sexy. But yep. he, he should be getting a good amount of volume in that offense. 
He should, yeah. And uh, David P, what up, bro? Crispy taking his uh, his picks at the turn here. Let me read out round one for those listening in podcast form. We got Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor. I took Najee, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady at the end of the first, Jamar Chase to round out the first round. All right. You know, last year, I, I kind of shied away from Tom Brady because I was like, oh, he's finally gotten so old. Let me take a spider on some of these young guys, this and that. And then he did it again. So, <laughs> Goes up and throws 5,000 yards out there. Yeah, I, I'm not been against this fucker again. You're telling me I'm getting him as the seventh quarterback on the board? Fuck it. Especially if it, like, if it was like a standard redraft league, I'd be able to wait on him a little bit longer. It'd be a right. different value system. But... In this type of format, in a super flex where you know quarterbacks are going to get so much, and he's not a guy that turns over the ball that much, fuck it. Give me some Tom Brady. Yep. And uh, and don't forget, everyone, you must draft three QBs. It doesn't matter when, but the extra bench spot on your bench is for a third QB because we want this to mimic a real super flex draft. And if you're just drafting two QBs, that's not going to be realistic for a super flex draft. So, Hus, what do you think about Hurts over, over Lance? So I would much rather have Hertz over Lance because there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of question marks in there for Lance. We don't really know what we're going to be getting nope. as of right now. And I mean, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers here as, uh, let me see. Do you even think Lance starts like in, in, in the, the beginning of the year? I mean, I, think I don't. He, yeah. I listen, we, I'm on the record. I may be fucking with Bogey a lot, but this nigga, um, Garoppolo is going to be the starter. <laughs> He's really going to come back, and, and maybe at the deadline they deal him, but this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. Why are you going to deal your best starting quarterback right now? Lance yeah. just isn't ready. Right. Sir Bong's a lot in the building. What up, bro? Let me hear that yeah, and um, I, I'm on record. I mean, even last year when everyone thought that Lance was going to come in and play, I mean – Bogard said it, you know, if Jimmy plays and he's not, if, if Jimmy's not hurt, he's going to play. And that's what I felt last year. You got to follow the money. I mean, Jimmy's getting paid way too much to make him be a bench option for Lance. Who's not like 100% ready to be inserted in there. But here's the other thing. He was hurt in the playoffs. And right. he said, no, no to Lance. And that to me was when I was like, oh yeah, now there's issues because if Lance was like even somewhat ready or like, because he, he's so mobile that you can change your game plan up a little bit to make him, like, you know, usable. If he could just do enough to throw the ball, but he couldn't even do that. So then you that makes me – that made me sit back and wonder. I'm like, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he do this. Yeah. And, you know, may, maybe at the start of next year he, he might be in a position um, to take over. But I think more than likely we're going to see Jimmy G play out the contract. He's going to lead out. And that's great news for Debo Samuel um, uh, fans and stands and everyone of that sort because, I mean, what it makes you feel like is more than likely Debo is going to get similar usage to what he did last year. You already know he has to report with Jimmy G. It's not a situation where Trey Lance comes in. You have to wonder who's going to be that number one, who does he end up targeting because, you know, each quarterback has, like, you assume most of the time that they go as the number one guy, but Ayuk is no slouch. Kittle yeah. is good. You know, it could, it could, be, it could get weird. and I, I just like that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, really the biggest thing, I mean, I know that, you know, you get drafted in the first round as a QB, everyone expects you to like start right away. 
it's not necessarily the best recipe for success with a team that's like geared towards going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They got Lance. They could have him locked in for, I mean, four more years. They had him for one. They could have him for five total seasons of his career, and it's not going to cost them that much money in the grand scheme of things. They're not going to throw away a year just to insert Lance when they have Jimmy. This year is going to be Jimmy's last year in San Fran, no matter what, unless he gets traded you know, sometime during it, but they're not going to unless Lance is an Uber bust and they, and they have no draft capital to make any more trades. So you got to say, fuck it. We got to keep you. I guess that's true. But man, when you go all in the way that they did, I mean, they're going to be forced to get Lance in there in year three. But do you, do you compound your error. If you, if you watch him in, in camp and he's still not beating out Jimmy G, do you at that point and say, well, we invested so much in Lance that we have to give you the job or you're still not better than Jimmy G fuck it, we'll play Jimmy G another year or another two years, and hopefully you get better. If not, we'll just take the L because do you want to double down on your losses? Like, if you know you have a losing hand, are you going to play it or fold? Well, but the thing about Shanahan is that's kind of his style, though. So, I mean, just because, I mean, I think that he believes so much in that offense, it's almost like we can have anybody in there, you know, and be successful. I think Lance just got to get – I mean, his throwing was on point, you know, last year in college. I mean, he doesn't throw interception. You know, I mean, everything's great, but. He might not be able to read the pro defense, though. Right. That, that's, I mean, a whole different ball of wax. Yep. All right, Hush, who are you going to take? Oh, I thought you were going to take a linebacker right there. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't set trends for IDP, I uh, at least in the drafts, because you never know where people are going to go, so. I'm okay not getting. I'm I'm okay not getting the top guy, but I mean, if it's right, right time, right round. I mean, I'll I'll set the trends. It just depends on where it is. I'm not going to be like you, Taco, taking uh, Blake Martinez in the third round. Listen, never again, never <laughs> again. I'm, I was new to IDP. I thought I had outsmarted it, and injuries and crash and trash and desperate for running backs and ugh. Blake Martinez doesn't go down your seasons completely different though, but that, that hurt him going down so early. I, love- you had, you, I feel like you had boosted points for um, quarterback, I mean, uh, defensive players in that league where the defensive well, players were getting mad points. So it's not boosted necessarily because sleeper, they actually adopted IDP one, two, three as their mm-hmm. default scoring. But if you played in an IDP league before with a commissioner who didn't know what the fuck they were doing mm-hmm. and they just kind of left, the default scoring, it's usually like team defense scoring, which is very, very low. You know, you don't even get points for tackles, really. You know, so, I mean, maybe if they change that, you do. But, like, even sacks is, like, one point. Interceptions, like, one point. So, I mean, it's super whack if people just do that and leave, like, the team defense scoring and just translate it to IDP. It's it's really not fun. That's why a lot of people probably say they hate IDP because those players literally make, like, zero impact like on the game with that score. They score less than a kicker. Right. And that shit's stupid. Yep. Like, let's face it. We're America. We like the big and the bold. Make these guys score some points and let's have some fun. And you see what I do, though, because it's not just I made the defense. Now, there's some people who I know, they do the IDP. They do the IDP one, two, three scoring, but then they don't adjust the offense and you're on the clock. You, You see mine. I mean, the scoring on my offense is a little bit more inflated just to kind of make everything fall into play the way it should be. How do we feel about uh, Kamara's deal issues? I mean, I'm nervous about it. I, I really haven't drafted him in any of these leagues and he's someone I'm, I'm just kind of avoiding unless it's the right price. 
And what's the price here? So it would have been how many running backs? Three, five, ten. So you took Aaron Jones at running back 11. 11, uh, 11 RBs through round three. I'll tell you this. If this was a real draft, I'd be jizzing. Everybody, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. In, in a super flex league, I got Brady and, and Wilson with Aaron Jones as my number one running back. Like, Hell yeah. I'm to find wide receivers all day. All day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let me read out uh, round two and three real quick for everyone on the pod. We got Dak Prescott, then Russell Wilson taken by Taco, Austin Eckler, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, we were talking about Trey Lance over Jalen Hurts. Kind of crazy there. Justin Jefferson, Matt Stafford. I took Aaron Rodgers after taking Najee in the first round. And then we got Cooper Cup. If I wasn't going zero wide receiver, that's who I would have taken there. And then we got C.D. Lamb, Derek Carr, Derek Henry to start the third. Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, and then Deshaun Watson to round out the third. Right now, I'm going to select my favorite sleeper in fantasy football for 2022. He is the number one guy that if I have a chance to get, I'm going to grab. Say queasy. Ah, yeah. And that and it's good value now because he's gonna be going in like the fourth round in these flex, maybe late third round. And, and if you think about it, in his rookie year, he had 91 catches. Ever since then, the offense has been uh tailed away from using him in the passing game and was more just using him in traditional running situations where it's literally eye formation up the gut where they fucking know what's coming. Yeah. And you have Danny Dines behind center, who literally is trash. So it kind of was a bad situation for him. This season, I expect the offense to be more open. I expect them to get him more involved in the passing. And I expect him to really have a great ROI for you, especially if you're getting him in the fourth round. I don't think Taco's ever admitted that Danny Dimes was garbage. So this is a – I know you think it a lot, but I don't think you've ever actually said it live. (laughs) But, I mean, you're calling him Danny Dimes. So, I mean, I I feel like I still got to win there. He's and no longer Danny Pesos. No, I mean he. We had to lower him. Like the peso is too uh, is too valuable for him. We had to we had to change it to Danny Dong. I had to do some. I had to do some research, and I found out the Vietnamese dong is one of the, uh, uh, the lowest, lowest valued currencies in the world. So he is now Danny Dong in my eyes. Well, he's going to be dropping dimes all season. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, hopefully they're one yard dimes to Saquon, and he just takes them. Yeah, and- well, I, I, I'm I'm really hopeful what Dable can do with this offense, and and he has some playmakers, so it it's really a make or break year for this kid. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Off the board? This is getting uh, it's getting a little crazy here. Oh, there's some great running backs on the board still. I know, and I gotta lock in my second uh, my second QB here. I guess I'll take the upside with Tua. A little risky on my QBs. I don't know how happy I'd be if it was Aaron Rodgers and Tua as my one and two. It can obviously get a lot worse, but I'd be really nervous with those two as my starters. How do you feel about what they were talking about with Najee? He bulked up, but they also said they're probably going to use him a little bit less in order to save him. All right, so I'm glad that you brought this up because Najee keeps it real. I fucking love that dude. Yep. He was like, man, I hate you. I hate you guys. He didn't say motherfuckers. I'll, I'll throw that in there for oh. him. 
Well, pretend it's Sam Jackson, you know. <laughs> he was like, you motherfuckers. Like, you guys are making up shit. Like, he was like, I was literally 242 last year, and I'm 244 this year, and you guys are making it seem like I'm fat as hell. <laughs> and they were like, but you were listed at, like, 235. And he was like, last year, I weighed 242 pounds. I don't have the ability to change what they list me as, but that's how much I weighed last year. Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So he totally, he kept it real and that's what we wanted to hear. Cause he didn't look different, you know, like he, <laughs> he looked like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Even the pictures are like stupid. They're like, it's, it's like a picture of Najee and he looks like thin as hell. And I look at him, he's, he's bulking up. He's about 15 pounds heavier than he was last year. And you literally go compare it to a picture last year. And it's like identical. <laughs> But then what about the using him less? You don't think that's going to affect his value? Fuck no. Why are you going to use the best player on your team less? Like, that makes zero sense to me because all of their chips are behind Najee right now. Yeah, especially when you have um, a QB room that's up in air. Like Mitch Trubisky, you know, the rookie. Uh, It'll be interesting to see who ends up winning the job or how well they play. Um, So it, it does seem like it's a situation where more than likely you would probably lean on Najee. When here's uh and here's what Hess said they they said they were lowering his targets. I mean, so last year and and this is should he regress in his targets? Probably. There was games where he had 20 targets last year because of Big Ben. He's never going to have one game with 20 targets this year. I would as a as a potential Najee manager, I would hope so. You know, cuz that's even better than Lev Bell ever got. Lev Bell never got fucking 20 targets, you know, from Big Ben, but That's true. I, I would expect uh, I, I would expect regression in the in the targets from Najee. So I got two more questions because as we're rolling in this draft, uh, it's been a while since I've been in the hot seat and it feels good. Yeah. Um, so personally, well, I was looking at Lenny Fournette mm-hmm. right there with Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. Because I had Tom Brady, I kind of wanted to diversify my bonds and not be stuck with like that killer bye week where I'm missing all my top players or right. you know, I'm literally sitting there like, ah, it's a running game. It's a this bad game. So how do you feel about him going behind guys like Hall and ETN and even Gibson where Gibson, I don't know how well he's going to do considering they really share his workload um, pretty, 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 pretty well. It's not like he's like the, 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 the workhorse back that Leonard Fournette is going to be. Like Lenny's gonna get twenty touches. He's gonna get all the goal line, and he gets catches. Yeah, I think ever. I mean, it's Lenny getting old. You know, I mean, I mean, he's he's past that. Uh, I mean, how old? But, is I mean, look at what he did last year. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not saying what I I'm not saying what I think because I'm still high on Lenny, yeah. especially being in that offense. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like they went out and they got a whole bunch of free agents or drafted. Right. You know, right. high people like I mean, this is like a a one year thing. Yeah. So for redraft, I fucking love Lenny. How could you not? Yeah, because truthfully, I was debating him or Aaron Jones. Yeah. Realistically speaking. And then him and Barkley, but Barkley's my guy and Aaron Jones. I mean, I'm just with that offense that they have in Green Bay, I just feel like they're gonna have to use him in the passing game a lot more, which mm-hmm. is gonna really make Jones, I feel like, a, a steal because in PPR, it's really about volume. And if he's able to get like four or five catches a game to go along with some goal line work. And he's going to be, and there's, I mean, how much competition is there for goal line work? It's only wide receivers. It's yep. not at the running back. Yep. Yep. So, or Tom Brady, if it's one yard, because we know that Tom Brady will tuck it and sneak it if he has to. Exactly. 
And, and I don't think they signed anyone of really value. Ronald Jones is gone. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a player that's going to be interesting to me this season. Because Kansas City has a great offensive line. But last year, I feel like CEH could do nothing behind it. And I, I wasn't I was never sold on him and he never did anything. Right. So it just feels like a situation where Rojo could run away with a job if he does good and he's able to stop with the fumbles, because I don't think any reason to play that shit. Right. What up, Albert? What's going on, bro? All right. Let me read out uh round four real quick here. So we got Alvin Kamara, Saquon, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Gibson, Keenan Allen. T. Higgins, Mark Andrews, I took Tua, David Montgomery, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne, and Brees Hall. So I'm super excited about Travis Etienne. The thing is, is he's getting so much fucking hype. Like he's going to be like a top 12 drafted running back in um, in redraft this year. So that's the thing that I don't like because he's getting so hyped that you're going to have to draft him at his ceiling, I feel. Is James Robinson out? No, but he, I mean, he had the ACL or Achilles or whatever the fuck it was, you know, and like, it's all the social media stuff with Travis Etienne, you know, they're showing him and, uh, and Trevor, how they're on the same page and it's all these fancy passes and he's working out with the wide receivers a lot, you know, so there's a lot of things going to where he's getting crazy, crazy hype right now. Never played it down in the NFL, but I I see people saying it every day that they think that he's going to end up as a top RB. Oh my God, crispy. I really thought I can get Matt Ryan on the comeback. <laughs> I literally did not take Matt Ryan. I was going to stack him with Pitkin. And I literally waited on him because I was like, he has two quarterbacks. He doesn't need another quarterback. Damn. And I was going to ask you another question is, how do you feel about Matt Ryan this year? I know you took two over him, but I think that Matt Ryan could be a really interesting value this year because – I know it's going to be a run-first offense, but he can make all the throws. and He's going to have a better offensive line than he's ever had, at least in the last couple of years. And I think that Matty Ice could really be a, a solid player this year. Definitely. Hopefully we can upgrade his name from, uh, you know, Matty Ice to uh, something that people actually want to drink, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love the value, though, because, like, he's going, like, around QB 20. You know, like crazy shit like that. Like between QB 20 and QB 24, it's like that value right there is just so crazy. Like he's mm-hmm. going to be my favorite QB three to mm-hmm. have on my super flexes. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, look where he went right now. He went in the sixth. I mean, you would have got him in the, I mean, the fifth. I don't think he's going that high in a lot of, in a lot of super flex leagues. I, I just don't think he's going to go that high. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let's see. All right. I got to go wide receiver now. Finally going wide receiver here. I feel like I went ballsy by taking DK Metcalf. He's a great player, but who the fuck is going to throw him the ball? Are we really going to trust Drew Locke? Like, I really? mean, if, 
I mean, look at that getting uh, getting down there. I mean, I took Terry McLaurin, which I'm not excited to be the number one. We'll see who else we can uh, we can the get. Scary Terry is QB proof. I mean, he's proved that for sure. So hopefully Carson Wentz. Um, now going back to the NFC least, maybe he can uh, you know get his shit together. Got a lot of soft games in that division. And Michael, what up, bro? He said, would you trade a 2023 late first for and hunt for Barkley or a 2023 second and hunt for Barkley? 12-team Superflex PPR. Well, obviously, if you start at a first plus hunt, it leaves you no wiggle room. So, I mean, I would just start at the second and hunt for Barkley because I feel like that is good value. Hunt, I think, is going to do his thing this year, as he always does as a solid RB2. But Barkley, I mean, he's got he's got top five potential. You know, I mean, we we hope that he's going to finish somewhere in the top 12, you know, as a RB1. But we've seen him finish as a top RB in this league. Can they get back to that, though? That is, uh, that is the question. I, I think the biggest thing is going to be how much they use him in the passing game. Because those are easy points for a player to get. And with a player like Barkley, if you give him space and opportunity, he's able to make big plays. And I think that sets him up great for usage in the passing game. Yep. Now, and, all right. And he has said QB 21 is great value for Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be stoked on that. And literally in our Dynasty League, I believe I took him as QB 22 off the board. And so I was super stoked on that in like the eighth or ninth round. All right, so, so pick one of these five. Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, Winston Tannehill, or Matt Ryan. Who would you rather have one of those five guys? Say it one more time. Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins. Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan. Who would you rather have? We're, we're talking redraft, right? Redraft. So I, I would probably lean on Winston as the top of those. But, you know, yeah. when you're in that range, you got to get a couple of those dudes. Like mm-hmm. Mac Jones, I mean, I like him for Dynasty. I mean, got to love him for Dynasty. He's going to be around forever. For redraft, I don't know if he's going to be worth the value where he's being taken at because – they're a run first team, yep. like they always will be. So I just think yep. the upside is capped, but he's still solid. I mean, that all, all, all those guys except Tannehill that you mentioned, I think are still solid. And Dylan, what up, bro? He said, Terry has your wide receiver one when you waited until the fifth for your first wide receiver is fire. Yeah, so I got him at the 6-8. And um, I think this is why this is one of the more popular, like, draft strategies and redraft, because you could if you hit with your top two wide receivers – you know, you're, you're going to be in the mix. And, like, I mean, I love my my running backs, Najee, Chubb, and then Akers. And then I got Rodgers and Tua, which isn't a bad duo um, of QBs. And uh, Francisco, he said, YOLO, killing it with the no QB strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look at this freaking savage. Well, I wouldn't say killing it because then you end up with Zach Wilson as your number one. I mean, everything is, like, hella dope. Until you get to Zach Wilson being your number. Well, I mean, I don't know. Zach Wilson has talent here. Zach Wilson now has. Well, you, I'm not saying he's not talented, but would you want him as your number one? No. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. That's He'd all. He'd be a great number three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, let's put it like this: He's not above Matt Ryan, so it's like you can't be starting him uh, on a week-to-week basis when you got somebody else that has Matt Ryan sitting on the bench. <laughs> like, okay, I did a little something. Uh, off here i doubled down a little bit on cleveland here not not too proud of it but i want amari cooper as my uh, as my second here just the range that he's in i mean we know for sure he's going to be the number one 
you know, on that squad. And I mean, in <laughs> Joku got paid 40 million for blocking, not really for receiving. I don't, so, I don't, yeah, Cleveland is like one of the stupidest franchises. I feel bad <laughs> for their fans. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. They they need to have like what you remember when they had that thing when it was like they they didn't I don't know how many games they won the year before, but it was like trash. And then they had Baker, and it was like, all right, we're gonna open like free beer for everybody as soon as we win one game. You know, like they need to do some shit like that again to yeah. get people hyped because that's the only way you're really getting excited about the Browns or them winning. Like yo, they were playoff team, playoff team. You get mad at Baker. Baker was hurt. A Baker shouldn't have played. It fucked up his value. Yep. Then you make all that trade for Watson. Now you don't have first round picks. Now you got um, Watson who's in legal limbo. Now you're going to have to get rid of or cut bait with Baker Mayfield. What are you going to do? Pay Baker while you're paying Deshaun Watson? <laughs> what, what, you're not getting any trade value from Baker either. Like They really put themselves into a huge hole. Dion said, I went zero RB and it bit me in the ass. I mean, that, that's why we try these different strategies, though, because we have to see what it would turn out like if we do it. And so that's literally why we're doing so many of these mocks. Try out different strategies. Let people see what happens when we go these routes. Ha. And Antonio said, I'm a Jets fan and I'd want him as my number three. Yeah, exactly. Like Zach Wilson would be like a solid mm-hmm. number three in a dynasty league, you know, in a redraft league. But as my number one, no way in hell. Am I doing that? I would just be, I'd be pissed. That's really what it comes down to. Cause if he got me like 10 points or something in week one and like no touchdowns, I would just be hella pissed. And Dion said, waiting that. until the sixth to pick up is almost impossible. There we go, man. You stacked it up. Look at that. Two QBs and then two running backs and then three wide receivers in a row. I like it. Yo, I, I feel like it was just a falling value. Like some some of the running backs were okay. I mean, do I really need another quarterback right now? Maybe, but I felt like getting a guy like Hollywood, who again the volume upside looks to be pretty nice. I was yeah. going to take that. Those tear breaks are definitely coming um, at the QB spot. Let me read out. Uh, let me read out a couple rounds here real quick. We got in the fifth round. We got started off with uh, Waddle. Then we got Lenny Fournette, Mac Jones, Deontay Johnson, Cam Akers, Kyle Pitts. Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, Zeke, Michael Pittman, and then Matt Ryan in the sixth. Darren Waller, DK Metcalf, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Kenneth Walker, James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Jameis Winston, Terry McLaurin, T.J. Watt, Elijah Mitchell, Jerry Judy, George Kittle. In the seventh, we got Micah Parsons, D.J. Moore, A.J. Dillon, Zach Wilson, Amari Cooper, Carson Wentz, Darnell Mooney. We got some IDPs going. Roquan Smith and Darius Leonard. Damian Harris. Marquise Brown. And then Devonta Smith to round out the seventh. And Crispy, you're crazy. You don't need to take Troy Anderson right now. <laughs> we don't need to jump that much for a rookie. <laughs> Uh-oh, and you just got sniped. Your Danny Dong is gone. <laughs> My God. I just think he's a starter. <laughs> I know. Dion said Troy Anderson already is crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Crispy definitely could have waited on that. All right. This was a debate that I had. Schultz or Hawkinson? Uh, Schultz, Schultz, 
Schultz all day, dude. Fuck Hawkinson. I'm off the Hawkinson train like altogether. Because look at Jared Goff. He's never really supported. I mean, they, they've had solid tight ends, but they've never been that solid. They've always been kind of like fluky flex guys. You know, guys, when you got Kelsey on a bye week, maybe you'll get and throw in. The footballers, they, they hyped up Hawkinson way too much. And so the only way that I could counteract that is being completely off of Hawkinson. And then maybe it'll level out somewhere in the middle. It's like you're putting Hawkinson in this uh, Danny Dimes area. <laughs> right. And it's crazy. They go, he goes two picks after him. But yeah, Schultz, it, it feels like Hawkinson's just in a completely different tier than Schultz is. Oh, man. Clyde Edwards Alaire. He went from first round bust to now probably eighth round bust. Fuck, man. Like, I ha- I still have nightmares about uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. One year um, in an auction league that I host every year, I, um, I I just decided I'm going all in on CEH and I'm going um, all in on CMC. It was going to be, it was going to be, we were going to be a law firm, you know, over there. And um, (laughs) both of them, (laughs) both of them like screwed me. It was the worst team that I've ever, like, I don't know if it's the worst team I ever managed, but damn near the worst team that I ever managed. Hopefully there was no bleeding when they were done. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it was ugly it was ugly yeah like uh, C- cmc is burning me two years in a row now and i yep. just i don't know man i feel like i'm gonna end up with him again <laughs> well i mean if you hang out with me as you do you're gonna be in enough leagues to where you'll probably end up getting him somewhere but I'm here's sure the good thing about cmc like in this one he went in the sixth pick yeah you know, i figure in, in most redrafts he'll probably go four or five Right. Getting him in that kind of value, you feel a little bit better about it because you know his upside is there. You know the catching is there. Yeah. And the question is, can he stay healthy? Yeah. You know? And it's not burning your number one pick where at least you're getting that second round pick a little bit closer up where you can get a little bit better player than, you know, if you're in a 14-team league and you're taking him with your number one pick and you're waiting for shit to come back and you're just like, oh, let me take Kyle Pitts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Ron says I could play in a hundred leagues. I wouldn't take CMC. Well, Ron, the thing, one thing that I know about you is you one hundred percent will never play in a hundred leagues. So <laughs> I know the logic is there. But uh... <laughs> and uh, Devin, what up, silly white boy? He said, "How you feel about Tannehill this year? Tannehill is going to be a big thumbs down for me." Um, Everything that they do, I mean, it's the it's the Patriot way. It's it's running the ball and it's playing badass fucking defense. And Tannehill caught people by surprise that first year when he took over. He ain't surprising anybody anymore. That that's the issue that yeah, I have hey, with Tannehill. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, fuck that guy. Oh my god, did he screw me last year? His turnovers were way up. He was really the thing about him that was was so oh hustling, hustling. You had to stop my point because you just took my guy. And is that I, not like some insane value that we're going to be able to oh, get dude. Rashad Bateman in like the ninth or the tenth dude, round? Dude, this is exactly why I'm saying like, you know, running backs like wide receiver is so deep that in a super flex league. Like you could take the the quarterbacks and the running backs early because there's less there's less of them that are that elite. Yep. And here you're getting a guy like Bateman who could easily outperform McLaurin or Cup or, or Cooper this year. He really could. He could be the number one target for for uh, Jackson this season. He already showed a ton of great flashes last year. I'm so high on Bateman. And one thing that um 
as you guys know, I, I subscribe to the reception perception so I can give you guys, you know, the details on these type of things. And there's not too many people who have, who are better at running so many routes as Rashad Bateman is like, we're, we're talking elite category when it comes to the route running, obviously a lot of shit went wrong last year. I mean, he literally got hurt in the preseason, you know, that, that threw everything back and then all the running backs getting hurt and all the defense getting hurt. Like, Everything was out the window for the the Ravens. Jackson not not being there, he got hurt too. Yep. <laughs> and Dylan, what up, bro? He said solid value for Ceh. I felt still felt gross picking him there, and that's yeah. what's tough because it is solid value where we're getting him now. Seventh, eighth, ninth round. I think that I it, it almost doesn't matter when. I mean, I feel like I would just keep passing on him. I'm still so it's solid value if he doesn't end up winning the job. Yeah. Because I swear, man. Well, he's a, Rojo. I, mean, I, 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 you know, I've always been a believer in Rojo. He's always shown flashes. Bruce, Bruce doesn't like that fumble shit. And then you had Lenny who was playing his ass off. So yeah. really screw Rojo. But I right. think that he's going to be able to really have a good season, uh, you know, this year. I think it's going to be a mix of one A and one B is really what it's going to be, and um, we'll we'll see. I don't know. If, I don't know if either one of these guys is talented enough to steal the entire backfield. Yeah, and Ceh kind of sucks at pass pro. Like that's really what's kind of hurting him. You know, um, he needs to get better at that shit. Like, fuck, protect your billion oh dollar man. There, there goes Rojo. I was like, I might be. <laughs> we start talking about him, and see, and that's interesting. Miles Sanders or Rojo? Because it's like I kind of want neither of them, but you look at the value. Of yep. where we're getting at, I'm like shit. Like end of the ninth round, I mean it's it's nice dart throws, and Philly didn't do anything over there to bring in any running backs or you know anything like that. Um, so I do like the value at least of where you're getting those guys. Mm. Yeah, Darren in the building. What up, bro? He said top wide receiver. Yes, and uh, and Ron said, uh, well by round ten you're in handcuff area. Well, I mean. If you play in, uh, you know, leagues where it's kind of just standard rosters, like, yeah, I still haven't even filled up all my starters. We have, what is it, three, six. We got nine starters here. So, yeah, definitely uh, round 10 is handcuff area. Well, we got nine starters on offense, and then we got our defenders. Yeah, let's smoke it up, sir. Bongs a lot. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. And Ron said, we never get running backs until everyone is done. Yeah, that's for sure. Because I'm oh. still pissed about Kenny Gainwell. Like, why even waste a pick on that guy? Like, fuck. He could be somewhere else. Like, just, I don't know how good he would be doing, but just getting some touches at least. I, I just realized it, it's 14 picks. I got to take four defensive players, and I'm not going to have a bench quarterback. You, man. All right. So just do what they did last time and uh, just go one defender down and uh, just cool. make sure you get in the uh, the third well, quarterback. I guess I'll, so I'll talk about it even though someone might steal it from me. Um, but Marcus Mariota is really interesting to me this season, playing for a Falcons team that's going to be pretty bad. Because it's going to be, again, fantasy is not about how good you are. It's about how many opportunities you get. How many times you're on the field to do something. How often yeah. are they going to let you run? Right? And value, too. Because, yeah. I mean, shit, what are you going to be able to get Mariota as? The 26th or 27th QB? Right. Off the board? Right, right. And his rushing upside makes him intriguing. Yeah. 
and with Kyle Pitts because yeah. we know Marcus Mariota. He loves him some tight ends, and yeah. now you got what the I mean. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say the the most talented young tight end like ever. You know, um, yeah. who knows what he could be getting peppered 200 times. And you got Drake London, who should be yeah. a, a really interesting wide receiver as well this season. Hell yeah. So it, it, it and good. Antonio said, "Shh, talk about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I'm gonna be fucked up. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know, there was one player in the draft that my heart broke for, and that was Rashard Pennyman. Jesus, Kenneth Walker going to the Seahawks really just. Made me emotional, bro, because I, I was ready for the Rashard Penny revival. I was riding him all throughout that hot streak he had at the end of the season. He did it in the fantasy playoffs, so a lot of us are going to feel partial to him. He's always had the talent. He finally had the opportunity, and now it's going to be a interesting situation to see what happens with him this season. It's going to be ugly. Whether Walker was there or not, it's going to be ugly for him. I love Rashad Penny. The pride of San Diego State, you know, like, I mean, drafted in the first round, you know, really them taking a crazy shot, you know, on him. And um, he was so good, those final. Just a troll taco. I'm going to take Mariota. (laughs) Oh, you bastard. There we go. Just a troll taco. Let's take it. Coach C, what up, bro? He said, my man, what is going on? How things been? Time's getting closer. Everything's going great, man. I made a move from San Diego to Vegas. I'm going to actually be able to place some uh, some bets this year, you know, because in California, you can't legally bet, you know, over there. So get ready for some uh, for some NFL, um, some NFL betting stuff, because uh, when I was doing it last year, at least talking about it, I was always hitting on the over under and the money lines. I was hitting like crazy. So those are I'm I'm excited for this year for sure. Well, you can also do they have the player props over there? I think they do. The different props have become my my fucking shit, bro. So like, bro, so for the player props, I don't even have to search any farther than Super Draft Pro. Like that's what's tight about it. So there's a lot of things on Super Draft that you're uh, you 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 do for the super coins is what they call it. It's like their currency. That's how it's legal in like all 50 states. But they have player props where you can do the player props for actual money. You can do up to six players. And I think if you hit on like six players, it's like 20 times your money or some shit like that. So I'm definitely going to be doing, you know, some parlay prayer props, whether it's two players, four players. And then I'm always going to do at least one six player parlay because shit, throw down $5 on that times that by 20, turn that five into a hundred. It's going to be real nice. Cause it literally only cost me $100 for my entire membership. So if I hit just one time, the five, uh, the, uh, the six player parlay, just one time that pays for my entire month right there. Hey, Off let's do it like bucks. this. Uh, Hustler draft sponsored by super draft pro. Please sign up with the link below. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if you guys aren't on it, go get on it. It's sdhustler.com. Um, $20, $50, $100. Those are all the memberships. I'm on the $100 because, you know, just like on uh, DraftKings and all that shit, you spin the wheel, you know, every day. You just get more um, You get more coins if you're on the higher tiers. So every time I spin the wheel, I get times five of whatever I get. 
So it could be you get 200, 300 coins. I mean, shit, I've gotten it where I've hit a thousand, you know, and then times five, 5,000 coins, you know, right there. And, uh, and now they got the sports book going too. So, I mean, if you're a little bit nervous about like actually placing like sports bets, like you could do it on here for like, I mean, it's, it's like coins that you're doing. So it's like fractions of a penny or what these coins are worth, you know, and then you can feel good. You throw 10,000 coins out there. You make a win. feels like you're winning, you know, really big money and you just keep building that bankroll. And then, uh, I've seen people do the player props for 25 cents now. Fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, if I was doing a 25 cent player prop, it would literally probably be like a 20 leg. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Because you, I mean, shit. What are you gonna do? Like something worth that twenty five turns into a dollar or something? Like not even worth the time. But, yeah, twenty leg parlay. Like turn that twenty five cents into like ten thousand dollars or something ridiculous. <laughs> that, that that to me, like honestly, I, I know I could bet smarter, but that shit is so sexy. Yeah, like, the opportunity to win like a thousand dollars on a ten dollar play. It's like, all right, <laughs> I know I'm probably gonna lose, but fuck it, let's just spin to win. Well, I mean, I, I think like what I'm going to be doing is there's going to be games where I'll go heavy on, you know, and, and heavy for me while I'm building the bankroll might be 100 or 200 bucks, you know, on a single game until we yep. build that bankroll higher. But I'm always going to be doing some kind of parlay, a three or four leg parlay, $10, you know, because you can turn that $10 into 200, 300. I mean, that's a nice little hit and it'll cover, you know, a couple losses in the future. Yep. I, I do the same thing with uh, much more bullet. Uh even basketball, like for the finals, I've been doing like, like it's only one game. Cool. Let me put like a 11, like uh, 11, like parlay in here. See yeah. what happens. I might lose, but fuck it. Let's roll the dice. And dude, Ron said, when you play on super draft, you're playing with a bunch of college kids with computers. Like that's true for like a majority the, I mean, it, it's people who are like working the algorithms to where they're like paying They're like, they're doing like 300 teams, you know, or some shit like that. Like just insane like amount of things like you just feel like you're never yeah. gonna win on DraftKings. It, I was it, every week with Super Draft. It, it's crazy, like because I mean, when I first got started with um, Daily Fantasy, it was when FanDuel first, first, first started. So it was before like people really got like heavy into it. So I was winning good money, and now all you hear about is these people with all their fucking um, this membership site, that membership site, all these yeah. stats, and I'm like. Bro, I don't even have time to be going through all that shit. Like, <laughs> just to like maybe win like a dollar or so. Because I, yeah. I know that with one big money, I could never hit on DraftKings. I was always like, like I hit so little on DraftKings that I was part of a DraftKings class action lawsuit and they paid me $250. Bro, <laughs> like that's how shady DraftKings is. I, I played even on fucking FanDuel for a whole season. I put a hundred bucks in there and played even for the whole year. I was like, I'd like I would consistently just win my money back every week. It was like this is really weak. Like I'm either losing my money or winning my money back. I'm not making like I'm not hitting right. any of the hundred or or even like right. seventy five. Like maybe once, and it'd be like I'd be off by one player or one player didn't really or like everyone performed like meh, but like yeah. it was, they scored enough. It wasn't like they didn't score anything, but it wasn't like they went off for three touchdowns or two hundred yep. yards or anything like that. And it was like every week. Yep. Legit. And big BS, he said, I always do a long parlay for the fuck of it. Because yeah. if that shit hits, it's just going to be hella nice. Like, that's Man, what... listen, especially if you're going out and you're having some drinks or you're in the house. You have... Listen, I have, when I do a long parlay, I'm usually drinking. 
Because yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or or or, or you dabbing, or you dissing and that and like you don't do a large parlay when you're completely sober because you'd be looking at that shit like, damn, this this is our first super here. I mean, it is kind of throwing away the money, but if it's something for fun, it's it's not throwing away I, the I money because it's for the experience. But I, I need to be sipping on something because that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, you'd be sitting there getting twitchy because, like, in the first quarter, you'd be like, ah, three legs, this is already looking bad. Or you'll be hitting everything but one leg, and then all of a sudden you're looking at that shit like, you motherfucker. I hit on 19 things. <laughs> <laughs> and one team couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. What up? I can take extra. For real, bro. Yeah, like that. that's always the fucking uh, the worst part. I um, remember in the Super Bowl, always. I hit on all the rushing props. But I was stupid enough to not put all the rushing props into its own thing. Oh. And like, I lost because the tight ends. The tight ends fucked me in that game. Damn. Because the one tight end didn't play, and they, and they didn't, like, wash it. And then they didn't. Oh, oh, I don't want to relive that. But oh, yeah, no bueno, <laughs> no bueno. So who you got winning the Super Bowl this year, Hus? Uh, hold on, Antonio. He said, "Put that gun down. You keep sniping me." <laughs> <laughs> Snatched up Blake Martinez and C.J. Mosley with my last two picks. If uh, if I can get those guys, I'm mixed in with Jordan Brooks. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy as a pig and poop. CJ Mosley, bro, I think he's going to be interesting for the Jets. The, the Jets defense, I think, was going to be um, a little underrated. But the, the, the thing about it is they're, they're going to be facing some good deep uh, offenses. So it's going to be hard for them to, like, be one of those elite defenses. But I expect CJ Mosley, especially in um, a, 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 a fantasy league, to be great because he's going to be a tackling monster. Like, this dude is just going to get so much fucking burn. And he, he got a big contract from them. Uh, Sala is a defensive coach. Yeah. I just like all, like, that's like a perfect storm for a guy to have, you know, some great value. And he killed it last year. Um, I mean, like, you look here, like, he's not going to be drafted as a top 12 linebacker more often than not. Last year, I think he was linebacker seven or linebacker yeah. eight in scoring. And I don't see him slowing down, not with no. the way that the Jets run their biz. He's no. going to be in the guy in the middle, chasing down the running backs all fucking game. Yep, and, and yeah, he said it right there. Could be a couple hours of fun for five to ten bucks on those crazy parlays. Yeah, exactly. for real though, exactly. for real though. Like you'll be on the edge of your seat, cursing at the TV, like you <laughs> bastard, catch that ball. <laughs> Defense just stopped them. Who are you rooting for? The player. The player. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! So fucking fun. Oh, man. I love what they did with sports, man. Before, it used to be just so, like, segregated. You root for your team and you go home. Now it's like you could root – you could bet on anything. Like, you could be you could be betting on over-unders. You could be betting on money lines. You could be betting on player props. You could be betting in parlays. Like, you could be betting in fantasy. You could be betting in DFS. It's, what, and that's what's cool, too, is, like, fantasy and, uh, and sports betting. It's like – it's almost like they're running parallel lanes – yeah. You know, but it's like they're the exact same thing, you know, just a little yeah. bit different. <laughs> yeah, it's like one is by boat and one is by land. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, we're, we're rolling down this same bridge here. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say 100% of fantasy managers are gambling, you know, because I know there's a bunch of free leagues and stuff like that, but that's what it is for us. We're all gambling. I mean, shit, we only got a one out of 12 shot of yep. being able to uh, to come in first. In the and I'll league. say this, like, 
for for the fantasy managers that are really like astute and that really like know their shit, you're set up good for these these parlays, bro. Like because you know, like yo, this guy's had three games over 75 yards and they're missing their cornerback too. So this guy's gonna be in a position to really do good. And you look at the prop, 45 yards. It's like, oh, I'm gonna smash that. You know what I mean? So like us knowing the stats and what's going on and being so involved with it. I feel like it gives us a leg up. Um, yeah. I know New York in general was betting heavy in the sports book. Um, and I see, you know, a lot of people making money, but I mean, I know the books, the house usually ends up winning. You know? Oh, the house always wins. If you want to make money, <laughs> you just bet the opposite way of how the general public is betting more often than not. Yeah. Or if you really want to make money, sign up for Super Draft Pro. Where you don't have to worry about that. There we go. Hell yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to be getting into that this year, uh, Super Draft Pro at least for the for the fantasy football season. Oh but, yeah, uh, baseball, that shit is annoying to play fucking because it's like oh yeah, I'm going to play this hitter because you know he's going to have four at bats and maybe he gets a hit or maybe he gets a home run. It's like but more often than not he's going to be like over. Like, all right, you want to all right, you want to know my secret? I'll give it to you. Okay, so with every level that you're on on Super Draft Pro, you get an amount of suggested lineups from the pros over there with Super Draft Pro. So if you're on the $20 tier, they, they send you one suggested lineup per sport that's like going on. And so, right. you know, like today it's like basketball. You know, yesterday I uh, it was golf. And I think the day before, well, it was like Tuesday was baseball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of days out of the week is baseball. And um, so me being on the elite tier, the top one, I get five lineup suggestions every single day. All I do is look at those. I pick the most the most commonly picked player out of all of those, and I plug them in. And I'm winning more often than not because I'm not paying attention to baseball like that. I'm like, I'm already so immersed in, like, football. Like, <laughs> I don't even have a, a chance to pay attention to baseball. And it, it was like that for basketball. I was kind of paying attention, but not really. I'm, like, literally just using – what I'm paying for, which is the suggested lineups, and that's helping me hit more often than not. I win easily four to five times a week. That's interesting because I'll be honest, like with um with with everything going on with the baby and stuff, I haven't had the time to sit here and like like analyze as I normally would, where I can literally sit there and watch, read box scores all day and watch more games. So now it's kind of like I'll catch half a game, I'll look a little bit of stats and you kind of go by a feel off that. Whereas before I'd be able to actually watch the games and be like, Oh, this guy's about to go off. You know, he had a couple of bad opportunities, but when you look at the way they're playing him and you look at his history, more than likely he's like Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was a guy that, you know, he's been struggling in the finals, but in the last game, he really went off. So it's yeah. one of those things where if you start watching, you start understanding, you know, eventually he's going to do it. Um, and you just bet the right day. Hell yeah. And, uh, so I, uh, I I put a couple bucks down on the over on the uh, on the last game that happened, and uh, I got to go put some money on the on the um, I got to take the points on the Warriors tonight, and I'm taking the over. So pretty much it's been like every other game. It was like first first game Celtics, next game Warriors, next game Celtics. It's gonna be the Warriors. Like that's how this shit works. You know, you know what's crazy? Cover that three and a half. And DK had had a draft promo where it was like, or for for game one. Whereas, like, if either team had a 10-point lead, they'll pay you out of it as if you won. But you'd okay. have to just bet straight money line. Uh-huh. I, I, I did, a like, a $35 bet on the Celtics to win straight money line. 
Yeah. She looked dicey until like five minutes left in the fourth right. quarter. And right. then they pulled away. But at the end of the day, I hit a big on that. And I bet my other friend who was like, the Warriors were going to win in five or less. I took that bet. I was like, yeah, no, you're sleeping on the Celtics. Because the one thing is I've watched enough of the game to know that the Celtics are playing amazing basketball right now. And between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you're talking about two dynamic players. Whereas the Warriors right now really only have one in Steph Curry. If you look at it, you know, Clay Thompson hasn't been playing that great. Andrew Wiggins isn't the best scorer. And you're looking at a situation where Jordan Poole is really not able to, to maintain that, you know, emerging star status versus uh, a Celtics defense that's been playing him really tight and that's been playing tight defense all around all playoffs. So, I mean, I, I just – I like the Celtics to, to possibly win this game tonight, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I think that – I mean – Obviously, both teams have a shot to win. Getting yep. three and a half for the uh, for the Warriors, I, I think that. Oh, Warriors are plus three and a half. Yeah, yeah, War. Yeah, Celtics are the are the favorite. Uh, so Celtics could still win, and uh, you know if it's yeah within three Absolutely. within three points, you know Absolutely. Warriors are still covering. Absolutely. Although Curry might just go up for fifty tonight, but I mean, and that's kind of how it's been. It's been going in spurts, and you can even go back. To the oh shit, David P says Curry is playing hurt. What the fuck is wrong with that? That's changing my tune now. What the hell's going on with Curry? And uh, but yeah, the thing with the they haven't been streaky, but you could go back just the entire series before this, too. It was like one game on, one game off, one game on, one game off. It was like clockwork for them the entire time. And uh, and Darren, what up, bro? He said Celtics have the best uh, guard and wing D. Yeah. Celtics are fucking no joke right now. Well, well, not only that, like, um, Marcus Warren obviously won Defensive Player of the Year. But I think one of the biggest things that, that we're missing here is, uh, you know, the Time Lord. He, he's been out, but he was a difference maker. And with him going out, I expected the, the Warriors to do a little bit better to take it to the rack. But um, your boy Draymond Green is looking like Draymond Trash. Damn it. Damn, so I didn't even, uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess this is changing my tune now with everything, knowing that Curry's, I mean, hurt. I'm, I'm, I just pulled it I up. Don't and know, he said bro. he's, he he's going to play. I don't know, bro. I mean, I it's like, know. do I think Celtics are going to win by three? <laughs> or no, by four, because they have to cover the three and a half points? Or are the Celtics, I mean, or, or the, the Golden State, are they going to lose by three? Because it's possible that Jordan Poole could, could ball out. Like that's the one thing about about the the Warriors is that they they do have enough um, in the backcourt. I feel like uh, to 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 withstand Curry not being a hundred percent. You can't have Curry not be there though. You have to have Curry there. Right. If Curry's there and can be functional. You can afford for him to have like a somewhat off game if he can at least draw the defense away from some of these other guys. Yeah, because I mean Curry still went for thirty one. You know, um, in the last in the last game that they played, but fuck, yep. I mean, Poole only went for ten. You know, and I mean, they they need him to score close to twenty because it's like every time they win, it's like him going close to twenty. Like the game that they won, where the one hundred seven to eighty eight game, game two, Poole scored seventeen. You know, yep. in that, Curry yep. scored twenty nine, and kind of nobody else did really anything. Yep, yep. But they were yep. still able to win, and it was Tatum. He got his twenty eight. And Brown got his 17, but it was like nobody else like did shit besides that. Yep. Pool, pool and, and it really, it's going to come down to these role players. 
Can the role players step up? Ooh. Who's role players step up? And here's good. Dar- Darren's on point. Like <laughs> Darren, Darren's someone who I know knows basketball like nobody's business. And uh, he said, Poole can't, uh, can't his shooting percentage went down since Smart has been guarding him. And if that's something that's going to continue. Um, but that's why you need Steph Curry on the court. Because if Steph Curry is at least right. on the court, that's going to force Smart to have to have these guarding. Because the threat of Steph Curry is just ridiculous. So if you're able to play Jordan Poole and Steph Curry at the same time, that should free uh, Jordan Poole to be able to do enough in order to get, get points on. Plus, as we've seen, They've been playing Derek White a decent amount and giving Marcus Smart his rest. So in situations where Smart is on the bench, you could actually put Poole in and let him go to work. But I think that between Poole or Clay Thompson, one of those two guys is going to have to go up for 20-plus in order for the, for the Warriors to win tonight. And I think I'm just making one bet tonight. I was planning on making two. But now with all this, I don't even I don't even want to bet. Well, actually, you know what? I think I might do Celtics money line, but not take, not do the points. Um, even though you know you'll make less money doing the money line than uh, than playing the points, but um, well, so every, yeah. every but single like, every single game has been uh, it's like game one they hit the over, game two under, game three over. I, I'm just gonna play these. Uh, I, I'm just gonna play the uh, play the odds here and play the. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just have a I just have a feeling Warriors are gonna pull this one out, and I think Draymond Green got to show up and show out. And these guys were upset at, at the way the Celtics fans were treating them. I think Clay and Draymond, they might, they might, you know, I guess maybe this is more just a gut intuition. I don't have like crazy stats to back it up. I mean, I know these guys are veteran guys. God damn it, Taco. Why are you making me not change my mind now? Because that's where I was going to go <laughs> with yeah. this. I was going to make the two bets. I was going to make the Warriors and the under were going to yeah. be my bets. And then, but now all the Steph Curry shit is making me change my tune. Like, I know Steph is hurt, but modern medicine is a hell of a thing. Damn right. What what was his foot injury? I mean, I know it was his foot, but anyone like know rolled, his like they rolled on his ankle or foot or okay. something like that. He was in pain um, at the end of the game. I was just reading about it. Uh, it sounds like he's going to play. It sounds like he's been icing and, and keeping himself uh, good. Obviously, it could really affect him, but I don't know, man. I just, I just, oh wow, that's cool. You can highlight highlight a, a thing. Yeah, so um, so Dominic said, rate my team. So so here we go. He started off with Herbert and Carr. I mean, dope duo to start it off. And then Adam, so he went with the stack immediately. And then ETN, Fournette, Jerry Judy, DJ Moore, Devin Singletary, Foy Olakun, Derwin James, Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins, Kaiser White, and then Baker Mayfield to round it out. That's a pretty st- uh, stacked team because I, I like the value you get for Ertz. All things considered, he could be pretty solid at the tight end position this year. Yeah. Um, Hopkins, I mean, you're getting him so low that it doesn't matter that he's going to miss the first couple of games. And if he comes back and he's Hopkins, he's going to be a boss. And Especially think- if you can put him on your IR. Like, that's one thing as well. If, you yeah. could, if you're able to put suspended players on your IR, I mean, you're literally going to put Hopkins on the IR, and then you're going to go pick up somebody else You know, right after that to fill his spot. We were talking about Lenny. He, he's super underrated. Um, and I think Judy is someone that's really interesting. I think there was a lot of hype about the uh, the case that he caught. Like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, he's going to be out. He's going to be suspended. But it seems like everything's going to be good there. He shouldn't really miss any time. I don't well, think- he's not missing. He's not missing time because of that. No child, yeah. no file, no charges have been filed and nope. they're not going to be. So, and but, he I- get, but he did get hurt. 
in practice. So that's something that might be lowering his value as of right now. But do I mean, you think it's going to stop him from being ready for the season? I don't think so, but I'm just saying like that every little bit like affects value of whenever we're doing stuff. True. So if if this is the regular se- if we're in August and all that, I don't think Judy's going that late. That that's my point. Now, if if you had to take one one stab or one player or one wide receiver from this team, I think more than likely you'd be probably taking Jerry Judy as your, as the number one wide receiver. I mean, shit, I'd rather take Cortland Sutton just because of the value of where you're going to be able to get him at compared to Jerry Judy. You think that he's going to outperform Jerry Judy, though? Well, I I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to outperform him necessarily, but Jerry Judy at the 6'11", Cortland Sutton at the 8'7". You know, this is a classic, like, Debo Ayuk from last year. Yes, yes, I agree. A little bit of hype, and I'd rather have the one who's at a little bit better of a value because – Judy, we're going to be taking him at his ceiling. You know, like really, that's what it's going to be. Well, with him at this lowered value at six eleven, almost a seventh round pick, I'd I'd be willing to pull the trigger on him there. I bet it's close, but I really do think. I mean, what what we've seen from Cortland Sutton, I think he is, he will outperform Judy if he's healthy for the entire season. That's a big if. Cortland Sutton is he's, he's always, he's always getting hurt like that. Yeah. That's a big mo, and but that's why his value I feel is yeah. is lower. Even though Jerry Judy got hurt last year, like that's what's a little bit crazy. Jerry Judy still got hurt last year, but his value is still higher than uh, Cortland Sutton, who is catching balls from Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Now, is it me or or? So Ron's okay, backing that up. He said I'd rather have uh, Sutton straight up, and he said he's saying that he is. Uh, gonna outperform him all right well let's give a grade to uh let's give a grade to dominic here and i think i always grade a little bit harder because if this was on yahoo or something you know they'd probably give this an a grade because like you know coming up with herbert like at the top he's gonna be one of the higher point scorers out of everything i'm gonna give this a solid b plus that's exactly what i'm thinking too and a lot of it, I mean, so the defense, I know you drafted one extra, like, offensive player, so you only have uh, three defensive players, like, on there. But I, I like what you did with them, though, because they're all dope. I'll be honest. The, the first eight picks could be really solid. Oh, yeah. You, you're talking about you got the stack with, with Adams and Carr. I think Singletary is going to be a little bit underrated because at the end of the season, he started really taking over. And if you're talking about a 20-touch back that's going to be drafted in the eighth round, you're getting tons of value. I think that um, Devin Singletary, you probably could have even waited on him. There's so much hate in the Devin Singletary yeah. world. You might be able to get him to drop to double digits. Yeah, and Zach Moss is not a thing. He is not a thing. No, no. I mean, James Cook, I mean, is he going to be a little bit of a thing? Yeah, but I think he's replacing everything that they wanted Zach Moss to be. Yep. And there's no breeder this year. Right. And uh, let's see, Devin, silly white boy said, can you rate mine? It went zero RB or zero QB. Let's see how it uh, how it panned out here. <laughs> and Dion said zero QB should never be a thing in Superflex. It really just depends because I know people who would like, they love going that route for some reason. I was in a league last year where it was a Superflex league. A lot of people were new to it, but there was like a couple people who always said that they just go the zero QB route. And their teams kind of ended up sucking, um, but they're still they still love that route. 
And yeah, QB score um, good majority of the points every week. Yeah, damn right. All right, we so we got. I mean, Kelsey and Eckler right off the bat, and then Debo and Tyree Kill. I mean, that's an insane yeah. like first four picks right off the bat. Um, Zeke. I mean, I'm not too excited about Zeke, but getting him right at the end of the uh, the. I'd like to make a quote for Zeke. It, it come right out of the movie, the movie Billy Madison. Boo this man! <laughs> no, that was uh, what was that on Billy Madison? It was on Half Baked for sure. No, because no, it, it was in it, yeah, yeah, yeah it's Billy Madison, I think. Because remember, he was on stage, and, and I, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to go back. But well, for we sure. all know the famous scene. Boo yeah. this man! <laughs> yeah, he's like, you in here for some marijuana? Marijuana and then Bob Saget. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. And then dude, <laughs> I seen them. <laughs> Boo this man. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. And then, um, so, I mean, I love the first four picks. I mean, I probably would have went somewhere other than Zeke, but can't really get mad for the value there. Obviously, my beef is going to be with the QBs. Getting Ryan Tannehill in the, uh, in the sixth. I'm gonna. I would have much rather had Jameis Winston there. I'd probably yeah. even rather have Carson Wentz over Ryan Tannehill. I'm sure there's other people, but I probably would have taken Matt Ryan over Elliott just because uh, of that situation. You know what I mean? Like, right? Knowing that you have no quarterback, I think Matt Ryan would have been a, a better. Well, so I, I think what everyone was trying to do because I said going zero wide receiver, I wasn't gonna pick a wide receiver through the first five rounds. So maybe it was something like that where he didn't pick a QB for the first five rounds and waited until round right. six. And then, so Damian Harris, I mean, that's a solid number three. Danny Jones and Jared Goff, Kareem Hunt, Joey Bosa, Brian Burns, Winfield, and Chase Young. I mean, shit, if you take the QBs, you know, out of this, like, this is a really fucking dope team. <laughs> it I think really Hunt's is. going to be better than Harris this year, at least for PPR sakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the value of getting Hunt in the tenth versus Harris in the seventh. You know, I'd yeah. much rather have Hunt. I, I got. I'm gonna give this one. We're gonna give this one a C minus because, and literally, it's the QBs like bringing it down to the C minus because minus my little nitpicking with Elliott and Harris. You know, I mean, still okay value. It's really all about the QBs. Like, I don't think this team would compete. I don't. I, I mean, think the first four picks are home runs. Like, yeah, home run the shit out of the early part of the draft. But then when you're looking at um, from Elliott to golf, I think you have a lot up in the air. You're, you're banking a lot on one of the, two of these quarterbacks coming back this season and at least giving you top 20 value because you could see all three of those guys outside the top 20, 24. They, they could all be under QB2. You could be looking at three QB3s. Yeah. And uh, Francisco said, did better than me with no QB. Uh, at least you got three starters this year. So let's see. So, yeah, Francisco said he was going zero QB as well. So Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, um, uh, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, TJ Watt. All of those all of those picks in the first six rounds, it's, it's like all money, all money in the bank. But then you get to the QBs, and it's Zach Wilson, and then you got Joey Bosa, and then uh, Judge Davis Mills Lane, let's get it on. Devondre Campbell, good value. And then Kenny Pickett. Um, and then Dawson Knox, uh, uh, Christian uh, Christian Watson, right? Is that his first name? Yeah, Christian Watson. I always forget the first names of these rookies. And then Harold Landry. So I, I got to do it the same as the other one. I'd give this a C- minus because, I, man, I those, those I, QBs. I probably give them a little, a little bit higher. A little bit higher. 
Well, I, I, I grade people a little bit tougher. You know, we're, we're not kissing anybody's ass. And, no, you know, no, no, no. But I think it's a better team than the other team. Like, if you go Taylor Cup, Mixon, Montgomery, Johnson, Watt. Well, he did have a higher pick, you know, I mean, having the fourth pick. That's, you know, that's true. But, I mean, then uh, that affects the grade. Because I think Zach Wilson could probably outperform all three of those quarterbacks. I think Zach Wilson is going to be an interest, And Davis Mills last season outperformed all three of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I, and I, I guess, I mean, I, any one of these guys, I guess, could per, outperform the other ones. Like, that's just how bad it is when you get <laughs> in this territory. Because the moral like, of the story is no QB zero when it counts. <laughs> right, yeah, like, uh, don't wait until you're sixth or seventh. You know, that there's just no way that yeah. this team will compete in the playoffs against a team like Herbert and Carr. You know, like right. something like that. Like, if you happen to go up against this team – in the playoffs, like I'm going to bank on the Herbert and Carr team kind of taking down the other team and the other two teams, but it is what it is. We're trying different strategies. That's why we do it. Yeah. And, uh, and Anthony said, I won using a zero QB strategy in a hundred dollar league last season with Matt Ryan and Derek Carr. There we go. You got it. You got to hit. And the, re- the main reason I won is because I drafted Adams and Cooper as my wide receivers. I mean, shit, anybody who had Cooper cup last year, like, he, I'm not saying like you made mistakes by drafting Matt Ryan and Derek Carr, but if you have Cooper Cup, like he overcame a lot of mistakes that anybody made because you're able to get Cooper Cup in the fifth, and he's like damn near the highest scoring you know player in the whole league. That's just money in the bank. But that that's crazy if you went QB zero and got Carr that late because even if you look at the, at some of the other drafts I've seen, Carr, Carr usually goes within the top twenty QBs. Well, last yeah. year's different though. Like last year, he was kind of in that that like Matt Ryan like territory, you know, like eighteen to twenty something. That's in a top twenty QB usually is going to go between the, the top three rounds or so, right? Three or four rounds for the most part. Usually, yeah. Depend depending on the league, obviously. Some some yeah. are, are different than others, and uh, and they said also one using the zero RB strategy, just how you implement the strategy. Yeah. I've won going zero RB, and I mean, shit, I could take it back to 2012. It was one of the best uh, teams that I've, like, ever put together. And it was, like, I, I start overall with Aaron Rodgers um, one at the 101. I, I've never had the 101 in this league. I started off with Aaron Rodgers because it's a 2QB league, not even a super flex. You have to start 2QBs every single week no matter what. And then I went uh, Brandon Marshall with the second and then Julio Jones with the third. And it was the year where both of those, both of those guys were like top five, uh, wide receivers that year. So I just completely hit, you know, on my top three picks. And I, I remember I got Andrew Luck, like all hella late, you know, that year, cause he was a rookie. And then just having that propelled me. And I got Antonio Brown in like the sixth round. It was only like his second or third year, like in the league. So people weren't on him as like a top guy just yet. You just, you got to hit can't you can't miss any, any of these strategies bold strategies that you put in place you just can't miss on those top picks and the other thing about when you do some of these strategies it's not so much time the strategy that you're doing it's what's the draft court dictating because right. it's really what the other guys are doing and who they're taking who's dropping and who's rising that's really going to dictate what your strategy is because you can go in wanting to go you know zero qb but then all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of QBs that are sitting there at, at that are more valuable than some of the other guys that you could take. Like it's like you could reach on a running back, or you could take a QB that fits, you know, your team better. And and those will be the decisions you'll have to really make. Yeah, because like you know, if you have if you're in a position to get Jonathan Taylor, 
I mean, you could force a zero RB strategy, but usually the guys going zero RB don't have a chance to get Jonathan Taylor. They right. don't have a chance to get Najee Harris. Right. So it is all about where you're drafting, what's going around you. And it's really being water, you know, let's take it all the way back to man, Bruce Lee, who knows his shit. You got to be water when it comes to this draft. So I wouldn't even go into a lot of these drafts saying I'm dead set on this type of strategy. You got to feel it out. You got to see what people are doing around you. And uh, because, yeah, if, if you're in a super flex league and people aren't drafting QBs early, like no QBs go in the first round. I mean, yeah, you could go after the top QB, but it might be better to just get who you can in these top tiers, you know, and then get a top QB in the next round because it's going to be better value and you'll probably be able to get them. And uh, Dion said, um, Anthony, imagine Derek Carr got hurt. You probably have uh, not even made the playoffs unless you had some good backups for sure. And said that can bite you in the ass. Uh, I had to start Cooper Rush last year. It gets ugly when it gets down yeah. to stuff like that. <laughs> All right, Anthony. And he said, grade my team. I know you didn't like the Hawkinson pick. That's automatically lowering you, at least if you're like, you know, at a plus something, it's lowering it to a minus something. That's for sure. So, but starting off with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, I mean, that you're, you're never going to be like I don't think any team that starts off with those two guys is going to be hurting this year because they're mixing in the rushing and the passing. Neither one of their games is going to change to where they're not going to be rushing. But then we got Cook, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, James Conner, Roquan Smith, love that pick, TJ yeah. Hawkinson, Eric Kendricks, love that pick as well, Mike Williams in the 10th, I mean, that's solid value. Drew Lock- he, he doubled down his charges wide receivers. In case someone gets hurt, you have the automatic one. Yeah, and I know he's a Raiders fan, so I mean, I I know he doesn't like the Chargers, so he definitely uh, hedged his bet there, which is smart because if one of those guys go down, the other one's automatically getting an uptick. Yeah, and so Drew Locke in the eleventh, I mean, that's whatever. You know, Elijah Moore in the twelfth, I really really like that. Um, I was gonna pick Elijah Moore, but then I wouldn't have been able to pick four defenders. But that's how much I wanted him that I was about to make an incomplete team to get yeah. him. And then Jordan Poyer and uh, Demario Davis. I mean, I love everything you did on the IDP. Um, That's an 18 to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to say that this is an A-minus team because of TJ Hawkinson. That's why I'm giving him (laughs) A-minus because this is the the best team, the best well-rounded team so far that we've graded. Well, him and and Dominic, which, um, I mean, I I told you why you got the B-plus instead of the A-minus. It was just for having – three defenders instead of four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, and Anthony said, I drafted Mariota as my handcuff for Carr. Smart. I mean, um, last year, the previous teams, you go zero QB, you got to hedge your bets. Like, you got to make sure you draft those handcuffs. All right. And Darren, he said, let me go next. All right. So, all right. Well, you're automatically getting a little bumped down for picking Trey Lance over guys mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, in a dynasty, I totally understand it. In a redraft, at least as of right now, we got to get more information on Jimmy G actually being there or not. Because if Jimmy G is there, I, I don't want any part of Trey Lance in these redraft leagues because he's going way, way, way too high. Yeah, and if you wanted Lance, you probably could have just waited and taken some other players to boost up the rest of your team. Because like you might just believe in Lance and think he might be the guy. If that's the case, that's fine. I just think it's way too early, especially when you look at the next three guys. Hurt Stafford and Rodgers, who I feel so much better with um, on my team. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Lance isn't going to be the shit, but it just might not be his time this year. And so for redraft, I don't want to, I, I don't want to play. That's, that's a lot of risk baked yeah. into your top three. Cause you just cannot miss on your top three. If you do, no. you just work in the waiver wires that much more throughout no. the season. So no. let's see. So after that, I mean, I love the Kyler pick. I mean, you know, you're going to have to get him in the super flex there. And then we got AJ Brown, uh, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard got hurt. Um, one thing that I will say about Darius Leonard is I'm sure he's going to play. He might miss a little bit of the preseason, but because of that information that we have, I wouldn't overpay for him. I would just wait because um, you might be able to get him a couple rounds later than you would have normally got him. And then we got Drake London and Olave. Oh man. Went with the two, uh, two rookie wide receivers back to back. Fred Warner, Mike Gesicki, Patrick Queen, uh, Trey Diggs, and then uh, Tony Pasta, uh, Tony Pollard, for those who don't know, in the 14th round. Um, great value on him as well. I was surprised uh, who had Zeke. Uh, silly white boy, I was surprised you didn't get Tony Pollard as uh, as a backup there. But let's see. So I'd say this one, I mean, I get a little bit nervous if I have to start one of my rookie wide receivers like right out of the gate. That's something that I really would not do for uh, for a redraft league. I'm not saying don't draft rookies on your team, but yeah, like I mean, you you really need Kenneth Walker, uh, Drake London, and Olave. You need like two or three of those guys to hit like right out the gate. So I'd be a little bit nervous stacking that many rookies. I'm gonna give this one a C, a uh, solid C, because um, you do you are you are pretty top heavy with the IDP and Kyler Murray, you know, and AJ Brown and the, the tag team of Gibson and Jacobs. I mean, I do like all of those picks. It's Lance. Lance and uh, and the combo of Walker, London, and Olave. I, I wouldn't, for a redraft team, that, that's, a, that's a lot of boomer bust right there. And I would rather not have a boomer bust redraft team. All right, Antonio, here we go. Let's see. So for Antonio and then Dylan's next. All right, so Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Trevor Lawrence, Brees Hall. Brees Hall at the 412. Crazy value because I think he's going to be going a lot higher than that on the reg. Uh, Jalen Waddle as the fifth. George Kittle, Michael Parsons, Chris Godwin, Greg Wilson, or, um, Garrett Wilson, um, Sam Darnold, Allen Robinson. Man, I was already like done drafting uh, wide receivers like at that point, but I was curious how far Allen Robinson was going to go amazing value in the 11th round. And I, I think he's going to be the steal of like all drafts. I'm not saying he's going to be Cooper cup of last year, but you're able to get him in double digit rounds. He's definitely going to outproduce the ADP uh, Dion Jones and then Minka Fitzpatrick and then Jesse Bates, man, love, love how you, uh, how you stack the final three there, even though Dion Jones is a little bit hurt. That's why he's probably going as late as he is, but Minka Fitzpatrick and Jesse Bates love it. Yeah, I think with this, I mean, this one's solid. I, I think I'm going to give this one a solid um, B-plus here. I mean, I like everything that you did. It's really well-rounded. Um, you only have to start two running backs, so I do like that combo, you know, there. And I'm sure you would have got more running backs, you know, after in uh, the later rounds on the bench. But, yeah, I like it. Every bit of it, I like. Alan Robinson on the 11th, I think it's going to be a steal. Yeah. 
Yeah, really that alone. Actually, I'm changing it. A minus just for the Allen Robinson in yeah. the uh, in the 11th round cuz you get Allen Robinson in double digit rounds, you're just going to be so fucking happy. Ha, ah, and then Antonio said I panic picked. Um I panic picked uh, Trevor once car went. Yeah, but I mean, look at where you got him. And literally no QBs went in the next round after that. So, I mean, maybe that's one thing that you know, you could have changed a little bit, but I, I still like getting Trevor there. Because what was that? Let me see. Three, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Got him as the fourteenth QB. You know, off the board, like that—that's fucking awesome. Um, and then Tua, Watson, Fields, Mac Jones, Cousins. I mean, those were the next guys there. I think Lawrence has a little bit more upside than uh, than those guys. And Ronald said, Huss loves Allen Robinson. Bro, dude, it's because Allen Robinson is so fucking good. He runs so many clean routes. Like, he's he was a top wide receiver in the league with Blake Bortles. Like, for Christ's sake. Like, that's how good he is. <laughs> Turned uh, Mitch Trubisky, like, into someone who did not exit the league because Allen Robinson is so good. All right. I, I just think that Allen Robinson is going to – like. Cooper Cup is great, don't get me wrong, but Allen Robinson is such an upgrade over anything they had at wide receiver too, except for when OBJ was there. Um, he makes Robert Woods look like uh, Bobby Trees. Like, you know what I mean? And, and Ronald said based on volume, Allen Robinson is 100% going over 100 targets this yeah. year. Like, I, yeah. I, I will bet as much money as I have. Yeah. If there was a future bet yeah. on Allen Robinson going over 100 yeah. targets, Unless he gets injured, he's going over that. So he's going to. Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup are going to be like Evans and Godwin. Like that type of, of wide receiver duo where it's like. Wait, he, what do you mean? Well, hold on. Ron said Woods is awesome, but Woods plays for the Titans now. Yeah. But like, my, my thing is like, you know, like Robert Woods is not as good of a wide receiver as Allen Robinson, point blank period. Bobby no. Trees is nice, he's a solid player. He's a gadget guy. You can do things with him. Allen Robinson's a big boy. He's he literally one of the most talented wide receivers. I'm not even saying that. Like he's yeah. literally one of the most talented wide yeah. receivers, route running wise. His skill set. He's the finally. Why Robert Woods was so good is because of his volume. His volume right. made him good in fantasy. Right. Wide receiver wise, like Allen Robinson and Cup are going to be one of the best wide receiver duos in the game. Like they're gonna be top three. Like, yeah. like personally, I probably would have taken Allen Robinson over Godwin. Like, you know, when when you think about Godwin's not gonna come back to start the season immediately. He's still dealing with injuries. They have uh, Gage there now. They run. When we look, he got both of them. Like, yeah. He's, oh, I he, agree. But yeah, like, he, to me, it's like Robinson's value is right there in the eighth round. And I would take I would take Robinson over Amon St. Brown. I would take Robinson over Sutton. I take Robinson over Drake London. I take Robinson over Olave. I take Robinson over Burks. Not over Bateman. I think it's Bateman season. But, like, shit, I might even take Robinson over Marquise Brown. Like, that's how close it is. I'm 1 million percent taking Allen Robinson over Marquise Brown. I mean, I'm not saying, (laughs) like, Marquise Brown getting back with Kyler Murray, I mean, could be the best thing, you know, for his career. Um, Because we we know those. It's the uh, volume of Marquise Brown. That, that, that's what, what because, like, he doesn't have a, a like, you know, you, Hopkins is out for six weeks. You, you know they're going to throw the ball. It, it, there's no Kirk. I, I like that volume upside, Taylor Brown. 
And uh, Anthony said, uh, isn't Carr going early in our mock drafts? I've been seeing him go in the second round in the last two mocks. Isn't he a high-end QB2? He's definitely valued as a high-end QB2 now after Adams is going there. So, I mean, I, I was talking about last year where he was going hella late, um, you know, in the 20, around the 20s. That was last year. Now you got Adams. Derek Carr, let's see what he went off as the QB um, here. So we had seven in the first round. So 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, oh, 14? Yeah, 14th QB. So I guess Trevor Lawrence was the 15th off the board. So, yeah, Derek Carr. That's a high end, too. Yeah, high end, too. He's going to be drafted like that. He's going to be drafted inside the top 15 QBs. Now, where will those 10 to 15 QBs be drafted? That's probably a little bit subject- subjective based on your league, but – Second or third round in a super flex, I feel. Speaking of car, I'm down on Jacobs. Like, I think it's going to be more of a car year than a Jacobs year. Just like, I know that they like to run the ball. I know they like to play conservative. But when you trade for Devontae Adams, you have a guy like Hunter Renfro who has great rapport with him. You have a guy like Darren Waller who has great rapport with him. And a guy like Jacobs who's on the final year of his contract. Everything smells like they're going to open it up a little bit and become more of a passing team than they have been over the last couple of years. You know what you just told me? That all the defenses are going to be keying in on the secondary so much that Josh Jacobs is going to have amazing holes like open yeah. for him. I, oh, I don't, yeah. But the question is, how much is he going to be on the field? Well, I mean, he's still the best running back on the team. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> often injured. Well, I mean... There's a lot of guys on here who we can say are injury prone. And I feel like you're just, you're injury prone until you aren't. And where you're getting Jacobs, it's baked. I mean, the injury's baked into the price. Now, I mean, look at it. He's gone in the fifth and sixth round. You know, like, would I mean, you we take, would you take him over James Conner? Yeah. You would be, take Josh Jacobs over, over James Conner? Really? Yeah. They're, they're like back to back, like for me. But um, I feel like the James Conner, reg- I mean, obviously it's coming. He's not going to throw up 18 touchdowns. You know, again, but I think, I think we're inking in Josh Jacobs for double digit touchdowns. I mean, look at everything that you just said when they're in the red zone, what are they going to do? They're going to stack the box versus doubling um, Adams or Waller or Renfro or any of those guys. Like they got so much heat out there right now that it is going to open the door for Jacobs and what kind of style are they going to be running over there? The new England Patriots style, because their offensive coordinator came from the new England Patriots. But Dave, so, how, do you, how do you trade for Adams? Keep Waller, sign Renfro and run a run first offense. Dude. Well, I'm not saying it's going to be a run first offense. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that his price is baked into all of those other things that's going on. Like, I, let's I, mean, be- I guess I could see what you're saying. You're saying that, his his value is is low enough where you can take that risk on him because he should be able to get double digit touchdowns and have enough holes to be productive even if he has less touches than he had last year or in previous years. Yes. Now, without looking and without counting, because I just did it. Where where do you think um, he went off? Like uh, running back, what? He went in the fifth round, but that's probably like. RB. Quit looking at the green. Quit looking at the green. How many running backs do you think went before him? I mean, I know he went. He got drafted probably like I want to say like 15, 16. He went at he went at running back twenty. You're telling me that's not decent value for for a Josh Jacobs who we know is going to be the number one running back, no question on his team. See, I just feel like like when I look at Connor Dobbins, um, 
Well, and then hold on. And let's not act like Connor is like someone who never. You, 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 sir, are right. You, sir, are right. <laughs> Recency bias got me feeling some type of way. He got hurt last year still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he put up 18 tutties. I know, I know. And, and I don't know what he took. Was it the clear? Was it this or that? But Connor was definitely on something because that well, boy was rolling. Well, here's, here's what it is, okay? So oh, since Cliff Kingsbury has been in the league, um, nobody has run the ball like more in goal-to-go situations than uh, the Cardinals. Ooh. So that, that's another thing. I mean, I'm not saying that style is going to change because it's like literally been Cliff Kingsbury's mm-hmm. MO. Some of it is Kyler, you know, running it in when they get close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, James Conner's still in a good situation either way. But, like, they're like right back-to-back for me. So, I mean, like, would I pick one over the other? Like, literally, when I have them ranked, like, literally, like, back-to-back. And if J.K. Dobbins is fully healthy. Right? Um, <sighs> I guess I'm so nervous about J.K. Because I, I know his potential, but he, now we're talking about him getting hurt two years back-to-back. You know, and it's just really, really hurting. You know, so I think amongst those three, I'm taking Dobbins last out of those three. And then I guess the last one that, that I look at that catches my eye. Um, that's not kind of like in, in a major timeshare situation because I look at AJ Dillon, I'm like, he's interesting, but he's in too much of a timeshare for me to consider him over Jacobs. Right. So that's definitely a tear break. Um, but Elijah Mitchell, who also should be the number one running back for the 49ers, which is another run heavy team where maybe he'll split some with Debo, but I do expect him to get the bulk of the carry and the bulk of the work. Would you take Elijah Mitchell over a Jacobs? No, no. I'm, I'm, so I, I've been I've been really consistent with my Elijah Mitchell talk and everything worked out for him to where like literally everything worked in his favor. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's Iuke and Sermon, you know, getting in trouble, you know, before the season starts and they're in the doghouse, you know, and then people getting hurt, you know, Raheem Mostert going down week one, like all of these things just worked out so, so perfectly in his favor that I'm not going to take him at his ceiling. And so I don't think I'm going to have any Elijah Mitchell on any teams and um, it, it may burn me, because he may be hella good, uh, which he is. He was, like, he was drafted as what in this league? He was drafted as the twenty well, so, running back. Yeah, Roughly. I mean Jacobs went at twenty, so what is that? Twenty one, two, three, two, three, two, four, twenty five, twenty fifth off the board. Yeah, that's not terrible value. No, no, it's not terrible value, and that's not even what I'm saying. But I think that's yeah. more of like that's going to be like the wide receiver territory where I'm going to be yeah. taking wide receivers. I, I agree. Well. I mean, that, that becomes interesting then because when you look at some of these top flight guys, like, you know, Diggs went in the third round. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to pass on Diggs if you see him in the third round. Right. I mean, Adams, he, if he's there in the third round, I mean, someone's going to snatch him. He's not going to yeah. make it to the end of the third. I mean, yeah. A.J. Brown and Debo, they're usually going a little bit higher than what they did. Tyreek Hill, I mean, not seeing yeah. him go in the fourth that often, he's usually like a third round guy also. Yeah. This year's going to be really interesting because even though wide receiver is deep, I feel like that tier one, tier two wide receiver does have a significant break from like that next tier down where um, personally I would have AJ Brown in, in a lower tier than, you know, Diggs, Adams, Hill, Debo, Chase, Cup, Lamb also. I don't know if I can put Lamb as the – what is he the, the fourth wide receiver going off the board here? I don't know. I don't know if I, I I would be able to pull the trigger. I know that there's no Cooper this year, which should give Lamb a shot to blow up, but I just don't know if, if I could do that. 
and I know some of these guys, obviously, when we're talking about the first three rounds, we're talking about taking guys at the peak, you know, peak yep. value for them. <laughs> I don't think CeeDee Lamb's going to finish as a top five wide no. receiver. I know no. you got to draft him there, but I'd rather get Adams. I, I'd rather get Diggs. I mean, we've yep. seen those guys be yep. top five wide receivers, you know, and Adams, I know he's not with Aaron Rodgers anymore, but we're talking about him going back to college yep. days and him, you know, rekindling a relationship that got him 24 touchdowns in just one single college season. Like that is insane. Yep. And I feel like Waddle even went kind of high. Uh, that's the range I've been seeing him go in the fifth. Would you, the, would you take, because I mean, do you think Tua can support two wide receivers in the top five rounds? The way that they're doing Tua has the, the volume to do it. The way that they're going to use them, I think so. Because there's going to be, it's going to be like, I bet it's going to be a lot of RPOs yeah. like going in there. A lot of short dump offs to everybody. I mean, look at Waddle. I mean, they're using him damn near as a running back out of the backfield the way they're throwing to him. They'd be I'll stupid be to change that. I'll be honest. I, I like Pittman more than I like Waddle this year. Yeah. Like that, that, that to me is like more of an upset. I think I like Deontay Johnson with no, no juju there this year um, more than Waddle. And I think Mike Evans in a situation where you don't have Godwin to start the year should be able to give you enough fantasy points to justify him over Waddle as well. Because in the red zone, my boy Tom Brady loves hitting up Evans. Oh, yeah. And especially Godwin, you know, if he's out in the beginning, I mean, it's just going to give Evans a, a yeah. crazier start in the beginning. And who is this date cereal box? He said Miami won't run much. Is this James? Because <laughs> I, I saw you were stroking Kidda a little bit earlier. Um, <laughs> I've never seen you on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see. And Anthony said uh, 49ers have had several, di- several different leaders in carries each of the last five seasons under Shanahan. So, yeah, we shall see if Mitchell breaks that trend. Yeah, and that's that's really what I just don't want to bank on, you know, because they can do it with anybody. They'll, they'll throw anybody. This is the Trey Sermon comeback. So I'm on, I'm on record saying that I will have more Trey Sermon than more Elijah Mitchell because, like, Trey Sermon's dart throw territory now. You know, and it's literally taking a shot with like maybe your last pick, Yo, you know, or something like that in these redrafts. But think about this: last year, Elijah Mitchell in most leagues was waiver wire pickup in week oh, one. Oh yeah, and, hell yeah! And like we all were ready for for Trey Sermon season. It looked like you know him between him and Mostart. Yeah. And when push came to shove, he got the love. So. Yep. I mean, he ran. I mean, the one thing that you got to say about him is he did run away with. Uh, yes, he you know, got he his opportunity. Yep. 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 <laughs> it, it didn't help that every time, you know, someone else was going to get a shot, like they literally hurt themselves. Like, yep. remember, like Trey Sermon, he finally comes back, you know, gets out of the doghouse <laughs> and then he gets a catch or it was like a run for a first down and then he gets hurt and he's out. Done I got to say this, uh, the, the scouting department for the 49ers, really let them down in that draft because between Lance, the trade up for Lance and him, that that's two really, I think, bad picks. When you think about, you probably didn't have to trade up and you could have got, got a, could have got a guy like Mac Jones who would have fit their system well, or even traded up for a guy like Fields at a lot less capital. And I think you probably would have ended up with a better product and you'd be able to do more. Um, I think that trade up for, for Lance is really going to end up hurting the 49ers. Yeah, and uh, Bogart, he said it. it. This is all karma from them, you know, 
getting the house from Chicago for Mitch Trubisky, like way back in the day. He said it's literally like the karma of that trade keeps coming back in little spurts. And, and for um, them, didn't they turn down um, uh, Tom Brady? Wasn't Tom Brady trying to go there? And they were like, no. Well, uh, yeah, they said, they said that we had Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you stupid? Are, are you stupid or dumb? Because, like, are you kidding me? Every year that would have had year. That defense. Every year that Tom Brady plays now, like the GM has to be kicking themselves. Cause you know, yeah. I mean, if he's going to play for one year, that's one thing, but now yeah. we're going into three years, you know, yeah. from him being removed from the 5,000 yards, five thousand. Wow. You put him with Shanahan. That would have been nasty. And, and Bro. he's from Northern California. So you, you got Tittle Debo, a great defense. They were, I mean, we already know they were they were a QB away. Yeah. And you turned down the goal. Exact same position as uh as Tampa. The one thing that I will say though, the way that everybody got fucked on the 49ers in 2020, that 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 could have made Tom retire. <laughs> Not lying. I mean, hey, you remember that? You remember how many people got hurt? Like they were the rate the Ravens of 2021 were the 49ers but, of 2020. But they were still winning, which was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it'll it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I love seeing the Tom Brady um not refuting the Miami rumors. Right. That how I wonder how many more years, how many more years left does he have on that contract? With, Tom, Brady. Um, Tom Brady or Debo? Uh, Tom. So let me see. Did he sign an extension? I don't think he did. He retired and unretired, and then like part well, he of already had one year. Le- so he was already signed through this year, right? If this is his last year under contract, could you imagine if he said, "All right, guys, I, I don't want you guys to lose any more picks. So guess what? Trade for Tyreek Hill. Use Tua for another year." Once my contract's done, I'll just come over there and we can be good. Yeah. And let me but, see. So I, let me see. Is it through this year? Yeah, I, th- I think this is the last year. I don't think they. Uh... That's going to be interesting. That will be interesting. Yeah, we got we got to see how this works out. And uh, yeah, and Antonio says uh, Brady with Debo. Yeah, that would be nasty. They said, "Don't remind me, I had Kittle in 2020." Yeah, that was that was a bad Kittle year. <laughs> All right, there we go. And uh, and uh, James said it is him. All right, just making sure. I never see you on YouTube, man. Thanks for showing up to the smoke sesh. All right, let's see. Grade my zero uh, wide receiver team. All right, let's see. Damn, you waited even longer. You waited until the eighth. Um, to go wide receiver. So starting off with CMC, Stafford, Javante Williams, uh, Mark Andrews, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, we have, like I think there's two or three uh, flex spots on here. So you'd definitely be able to uh, to play both of these guys. And then Winston, Wentz, Cortland Sutton, Trey Burks, Isaiah Simmons, Bobby Wagner, Tyler Lockett, Logan Wilson, and Levante David. So, I mean, we always have to grade these, assuming that CMC is going to be healthy, right? Or at least somewhat healthy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I really like this. What? I said I would say B plus because it's a really solid team, but I think going with two QB, uh, two tight ends so early kind of puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage because Pitts is still a wild card, man. 
Yeah, see, I mean, for um, uh, no, I don't think Pitts is a wild card. I mean, he went for, I mean, at least in my opinion, he went for a thousand last year. Now he has a QB coming over that's going to pepper the tight end like nobody's business. So I, I don't see him, I don't see him not living up to the draft cap. Well, I don't think he'll outperform like a guy like Evans or a guy like um, Pittman or even a guy oh, like Judy. Well, one one thing that I messed up on, I, I forgot to take the tight end premium away. Yeah. So, he could he could have been drafting under the tight end. I mean, I didn't True. put that on. YouTube. If it's tight end premium, then it's a it's a A draft. Yeah, so that's really what this comes down to. I mean, the wide receivers make me nervous as hell, but I don't think I'd be super nervous with Cortland Sutton and Burks necessarily. And they no. have I get nervous about these running backs. I get nervous about the running backs only because, like, look at how far you're going to be going down. I, I know that you know we're just exercising here. But if there's no other RBs like on your team and one of those guys gets hurt, I mean, shit, you're you're in a really, really shit position. And how much is like, are we talking about a 50 50 timeshare there in Denver? Is that like your best case scenario? I don't think so. I, I don't 50, think 40. You don't sign, you don't sign think, Melvin Gordon and, and not claim at least 35% of the snaps. Well, I mean, that that's literally what I was going to say. I think it's like a 65-35, like literally right before you said that. That's what I was about to say. Because, I mean, it's not like Melvin Gordon got a bunch of money. You know, I mean, he, he got like veteran money. And really, I mean, I mean, he got one year at two and a half mil, right? Like, that's all he got. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – there's no, there's no money. There's no money to chase, you know, there for because i know it's all about chasing the money when we're talking about volume they they got someone to be insurance for williams is what i feel because mm-hmm. you look last year williams was already getting a little bit a little bit more of the tick in most of the games it was wasn't, wasn't gordon though getting the goal line it, it went back and forth it went back and forth with that gordon if you remember a lot of his stats are skewed because he cracked off like two huge ass runs and uh, I mean, one of them, I feel like was like a 70 yarder or something like that, like super huge. And like, he had a lot of that where he's a grinder, like he's, he's pounding the rock and he needs a bunch of volume, you know, to be able to, uh, to produce if he's going to yep. be like the bell cow, I think yep. he's going to get used a lot differently this year. It'll okay. Be- there we go. That made sense. And James said, had to, to have three QBs. See, I mean, I told everybody in the beginning, so everybody knew about that. I put it in the chat and everything, but, um, cause yeah, I mean, you had to fill out the correct team for sure. I guess I would have rather had, if you would have picked a running back instead of, I don't know, maybe one of your IDPs, you know, maybe you didn't pick Lockett. I probably would have liked that a little bit better. It's so funny. So James, I've been, I mean, I've known James since we were like fucking little kids. And uh, he's been in uh, my hometown league, uh, the San Diego Green Bowl forever, which is dismantling this year, at least because uh, it's not even a home league anymore. Like more than half the people don't even like fucking live in San Diego anymore, um, <laughs> even before I moved to Vegas. So the Green Bowl will exist. It's just not going to be the San Diego Green Bowl anymore. And um, James was one of those people one year. He had more IDP players. Like, we're going into round, like, nine or something. And he's got more, like, IDP players on his squad than offensive players on his squad. <laughs> I remember that year. It didn't work. Uh, that that one didn't work out so well. I remember that. All right. answering a message real quick 
All right. So let's see. Let me pull up mine real quick. Let's see how it all panned out for me. So getting Najee in the first round, Aaron Rodgers in the second, Nick Chubb in the third, uh, Tua Akers, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Jordan Brooks, Rashad Bateman, Marcus Mariota, CJ Mosley, Blake Martinez, Albert O, and then Nick Bolton. So I'll let you grade me, Taco. Um, I think I'd rather have Najee where I got him and, you know, having Aaron Rodgers as my number one versus the other way around because, like, the, the running backs hit a dead zone right there in the second. And so I feel like... I'm, I wouldn't be going zero wide receiver. I, I wanted to go Cooper Cup. Like, if this was a real draft, I would have went Najee and Cooper, and then I would have went two QBs probably in the next two rounds or at least two out of the next three rounds. I, I'll be honest. I, I like what your wide receiver room looks like. I think Terry, Cooper, and Bateman is, all things considered, a pretty solid wide receiver room. Uh, your defense is, is pretty solid because you're looking at a lot of big-time linebackers, like, Mosley and Blake are going to get a, a decent amount of work, uh, you know, tackle-wise. I think your QB is a little weak. At, uh, Tua, I'm just not sold, but I do think he has upside. I think Marcus Mariota, like, like I was saying before, has sneaky upside because of his volume play between his rushing. I where, uh, where I picked Tua, because I, I just felt like I had to lock in someone. Yeah. Who would you have picked out of, like, Fields, Jones, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston. I, I think I probably like, would have went between Ryan and Winston. Um, truthfully, I, I think probably like what you said. I think Winston might have been the better, safer play there, just because all things considered, he's going to have a, a decent amount of good weapons this year on, on a team that you know should be really good. And I expect him, especially when we saw him last year play, he was playing pretty solid. I think he'll be better than probably Tua. Because I think with, with, with Miami, it, you're going to see a lot of these wide receiver sweeps and, and a lot of creative gadget plays where maybe it's like a pass, a, a handoff to a flea flicker to a lateral to this and that. So I don't know how consistent Tua is going to be week in, week out. It's a guy that you just bank on. I think you might end up having Mariota play better than Tua. But Tua could also break out. So he's a real wild card, and I just don't like having a wild card as my QB2. Uh, because of that, I'd probably give you like a B uh, because I like everything else on your team. You're talking about running back-wise. You probably have one of the best running back rooms. Uh, wide receivers, I think you got tremendous value. Defensively, you, you know, your defenses are solid. Your tight end, uh, it, it leaves something to be desired. It was punted, obviously. I either yeah. I either go early tight end or I'm going late tight end. It's almost yeah. no. Early. I think Cam Akers at five is uh, in the fifth round is tremendous value. He he could he could probably end up playing as good as Chubb, realistically speaking. Yeah, and I guess for me, I mean, at least my thought process behind it is like where I took Tua. So QB seventeen, and then I'm looking around Fields, Mac Jones, and I just see like no upside with those guys. I do feel. Like Tua is definitely going to be like, there's some risk, you know, yes. to Tua getting, getting no matter what, but I, like Kirk cousins, you know, I, we know he's going to be solid, but he's not, he's never going to have any like big time games. And wow. Kirk cousins. I think you know. can justify Kirk cousins over Tua, but they're well, probably the same player. And like you said, upside wise, maybe you're expecting that Tua still has room to grow. Whereas Kirk cousins is what he is. Like he's not going to all of a sudden, jump up and become like a, a next tier above or elevate his game 
he's as elevated well, as it gets. That's what that's what I mean. Like Kirk Cousins will never be a QB one. You know, he'll never be. Do I think Tua this year with all the weapons and everything, if things go right, could he be a QB 12, you know, or QB 13 or 14? Like, I, I think that's a, a big possibility this year, just somewhere in that range, but outperforming QB 17, you know, ADP. I think he could do that. But um, yeah, really just thinking, I mean, the way that it all worked out, I, I was going zero wide receiver, but if I was able to snatch up a wide receiver, like, let me see, like who went after, um, I mean, Deontay Johnson, um, Evans, you know, I guess those are the guys around there. But even if I went running back there, you know, um, Montgomery or ETN, I, I really wanted to go ETN with that pick. Um, cause getting Jameis Winston, I do like the upside of Jameis, like either way. Or if as, as, Mike, Mike Evans over to a, and then ended up getting, uh, uh, like a Wentz where you got Cooper yeah, or, or Ryan where you, where you got, you know, yeah. Terry. It's like finding, good. it's finding these soft spots and tear breaks. I mean, that's another yeah. reason why we, why we do this. We see where like, if you don't get a certain guy by this time, you might as well wait. And so, like, I think Tua was one of those guys. It was like I had to get him there, or I was just going to be waiting on QB. And um, I think that's super real, though. Your point about tier breaks, because like, like people want to talk about ADP and where a player is ranked. That's fine, but it's really about what tier are you in? Because there'll be guys who are pretty much in the same tier going significantly later, and you're kind of like, wow, damn, they can put up almost the same numbers. Like how we were talking about Connor and Jacobs. Like, I have Connor and Jacobs, you know, maybe I have Connor a little bit higher, but relatively speaking, they're all in the same tier. Same thing with, with Dobbins. You know, these guys are in the same tier, but, you know, you're getting them around later, and it's like they could produce the same amount. Yes, you might prefer Jacobs, but realistically speaking, they're probably in the same tier. And I think that's what matters more than an ADP. It matters what tier they're in and where you feel their upside can be. Yeah, because, like, for Jacobs and Connor – Literally, they're like right back to back, yep. you know, in my <laughs> in my rank. So I, I wouldn't be super pit. Like if someone took Jacobs right over me and I had Connor right there or yep. the other way around, I'd be fine like yep. getting either one of those guys like that. Yep. Or like those are situations where like, okay, you have, you're, you're picking where I'm picking at 11. And it's like I have Jacobs and Connor on the board. I'm like, I'm cool with either one of those running backs. Let me take the wide receiver here because the wide receiver I have is above everyone else. And he's right. a clear-cut guy where it's like those guys are a pick them, And I'm right. like, okay, that that's where ADP, I don't really give a fuck about. It's more about where do I rank these guys in their tiers and what's their overall return. Exactly. Because uh, it's all about best player available. I mean, sure. you know, we, we may practice these strategies and things like that, but if there's somehow a way that I'm able to get Devontae Adams in the, in the third round, you know, something like yeah. that, where I, I wasn't planning on taking a wide receiver early, I got to get yeah. him, you know, because he shouldn't fall that far. Like, we got to we gotta take guys with the good value, like you said, Taco, with yours. You said, like, Pittman and Metcalf and Marquise Brown and Schultz. I mean, those guys all kind of fell at, like, really good value. Where they were coming, you kind of had to take them there. Aaron Jones and Barkley. Aaron Jones at the end of the third, Barkley in the beginning of the fourth, like, we're going to see that a lot in yep. these super flexes because those are guys people aren't going to want to jump on, but they're not going to fall too much farther than that no matter what. Yep. I, I was going to say that the, the the number two pick had the best team, uh, but now that you highlight my team again, damn, that team is sexy, though. Look at those first seven picks, eight picks. <laughs> yeah. About Brady, Wilson, Jones, Barkley, Pittman, Metcalf, 
Brown, Schultz. You're talking about all volume plays. Yeah. Yeah, and then you start getting, I mean, yeah, in round nine, round ten, I mean, we're already starting to throw darts, you right. know, there anyway. Well, we know with running backs, it's like one of those situations where it's like any given year with the injuries and with this, this, the goal line and this and that. Like, Miles Sanders, yes, he does have a lot of injury concerns. Yes, we've seen him bust a lot. But also, he has a lot of boom potential. He has big play potential. And Philly's a run-first offense. Now I've won with literally all of these strategies. Well, except zero QB in a super flex. Like that usually doesn't work out too well. But waiting on running backs, waiting on wide receivers, like I, I've won every single which way of them. Running backs, everyone gets hurt, but running backs, it just seems like they get hurt like way more often, you know, as a position Whoa. than anywhere else. So that's usually somewhere where I'm not going super heavy. Like I'll probably never have a team like this where I have three running backs inside my top, like five picks, probably never. I would like maybe Najee and then Chubb, you know, cause I lo- I love the value of getting Chubb like in the third round and Najee, that's someone I will definitely go after in the first round, but outside of Najee and Taylor, I don't even know if I want a first round running back. I tell you that that's where the dream would have been for you is like, if you would have had like another quarterback to be there at, at that third round, yeah, over Chubb. Like, like if Deshaun Watson wasn't facing 26 counts of bullshit, you know, boom, that's a fucking steal right there. You just lace up Rodgers and, and, and Watson and just call it a day. Yep. Hell yeah. So I, I like it. We're going to be doing like two, two to three of these mocks like every single week on Monday. Um, Spencer the Guru is hosting and we're going to be simulcasting on both of our channels. That's going to be every Monday. I think at, at four... I don't know if it's at four West Coast time or six West Coast time, but sure. it's going to be you every know, Monday. I, this Monday I might be free, so I could probably hop on with you guys and uh, chop it up. Hell yeah, man. That's going to be a good stream. Yeah, and, uh, shout out to the Guru Nation if anyone's watching. And um, yeah, and uh, and James said, I got graded a B plus waiting until the eighth round to take a wide receiver. That's pretty dope, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, you just hit. I mean, all those, all those picks right there, I mean – it's, it's really fucking nice. CMC obviously has to stay healthy. And Javonta Williams has to be more than a 50-50 back. But, uh, and, and Burks is going to be one of the more interesting plays this season because you know with Tennessee, Robert Woods is going to be a solid wide receiver, but they don't have anyone to like take the top off. And I've seen a lot of people compare Burks to A.J. Brown. And when A.J. Brown first came into the league, him and, him and Tannehill had that rapport. And he was going down, and he was making big plays, and he was taking the top off the defense. So if Burks can do anything like what A.J. Brown was doing in his rookie year, uh, you could be looking at a huge steal right there. Okay, Ron, you said Chubb is fine value, but you could have got a much better QB there. 15 no, QBs were already gone. So, I mean, what better QB yeah. could I have gotten than Tua there? I mean, who? I mean, you see who's behind him. I literally mentioned everybody, and look at how far those guys went. That's a clear tear break. I mean, what I probably would have, I, I probably would have liked maybe Debo over him. That that's probably where I would have went. Like Debo that. over Chubb. Yeah. 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 Just because, uh, like, I feel like with some of the running backs, like, like, like Chubb is okay, but like, now Ron, now Ron finally looked. He said, "Yeah, the QBs did suck after that. Once Trevor Lawrence goes, I, I mean, there's like two of no, the guys Trevor Lawrence. Are. I couldn't take Trevor Lawrence over Chubb." Right. And well, I would still take out some other people over, over Chubb. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like Lawrence went a little bit high, especially how he went, how he played last year. 
Well, Antonio even admitted that uh, that he panic picked uh, because he wanted car and he got picked like literally like right in front of him. He yeah, said, he said he was going to go car there and seeing maybe car is where the you know one of these first tier breaks kind of comes in because then you're amongst I mean the the rookies who weren't. Um, I feel like that first that like it's almost like because you personally don't expect Lance to go that high. So I do. That kind I of do. really lucked out for you because otherwise, if let's just say you move all the QBs up, Hurts, Stafford, and Rogers, then you're already seeing that break, and then you have to take Car there. Right, and I I do think that Lance is going to go in the top fifteen QBs. Just uh, I I see him getting drafted there all the time. Like I said, if we move forward more and like maybe Jimmy's not leaving, yeah. but as of right now, that's where he's being valued at, even in redraft leagues. Yeah, I just. I wouldn't take him there either. I I will not. So I'm I'm with like, you. How could like I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the weapons that he normally does, but I'd still rather try with Aaron Rodgers than take Lance. What up, James? How much he's gonna play? Yep. And uh, and James said cousin is a top tier QB two. Yep, I agree with that. He he should be drafted. Well, well, well Aaron Rodgers is a top two tier QB two. Right yeah. now, well, at least value wise, like that's what's crazy is Aaron Rodgers is being drafted. As a QB two, as yeah. of right now, Cousins is a solid mid QB two. Yeah, and Ron just said it right there, and and Cousins or uh, and he said, yeah, high end QB two, he's going to finish like eleven to fifteen every year. Yep, because he because he's super consistent. Yep, he's never really too high, never really too low, except for on uh, in primetime games. That's when he gets real low. And James said uh, Rogers, he's still a QB one. He's being drafted outside the top 12, though. I think that's what we're saying. I don't know that. if I would draft him as a QB1. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, you look at who's there. I mean, you know, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, and Burrow. Those are top four, no matter how you slice. I, I still like Kyler Murray over Burrow. Well, okay. I guess that'll be a t- – uh, okay. So we'll say these first three, and then the, yeah. the others might be subjective. But yeah. Burrow, Jackson, Murray, yeah. so that's six. Um, I mean, Brady, I feel, will still be drafted in the top 12 in redraft, even yeah. if it's at number 12. 5,000 yards. Yep. Prescott, Eight. and then Wilson. So nine. what are we at there? That's nine. And uh, then Hurts, okay. 10. Stafford, 11. 11. Maybe Rodgers is the end of the QB, um, the, the QB1. But I have seen Derek Carr get drafted over Rodgers. You know what's crazy? Carr has more weapons, but I think Rodgers has a better situation. Right. I just didn't think the offense runs through Rodgers and he's going to make shit happen. Whereas, do we know that Carr is going to be unleashed? Like, we're, we're, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that's going to be more of a passing offense, but do we know? Especially when it's like the Patriots way that's going to be brought over to the Raiders. Like, everybody wants it, but yeah, it is still a question mark. But and uh, James said you're out of line thinking his age will slow his vision. So it's not his age for me because you see I drafted him right there you know like there's a clear tear break in my eyes after rogers so i'm gonna have a bunch of rogers because i'm gonna get him out it's the not his vision but what wide receiver does he have that's gonna get separation he yeah. hyper targeted adams yeah and now now what do you have everything going to everything's gonna change because like aaron Rodgers was never like peyton manning and tom brady to where they're like spreading the field like crazy all the time like rogers finds his targets and he's so good that with these top guys, he will just destroy you, even if you know that it's coming. And then here's the other thing. Think about it. 
Adams would draw all the double teams, and then got the other guys would still be like okay, not great, but okay. So now what's gonna happen? Sammy Watkins is gonna come in here and be the fucking uh, end all be all. He'll play like four games before he gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, James had a bunch of Rogers this year, and it's been great. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting Rogers probably for the best value we've ever been able to get him at. So is I definitely he, love or, or is, is this year's QB class kind of a little dicey? It doesn't feel like other years where. Normally, you could do this. Always, I feel like a young quarterback or a second-year quarterback that you get in the late rounds, like you know Jackson. It was Mahomes. It was Josh Allen. There's always been this young, late quarterback that everyone's like hyped for. Even Hurts when he was coming out. I don't see that quarterback this year. That we're like, you know, nobody like Davis Mills. Like, okay, he's interesting. Um, Danny Dimes, Jared Goff, Trubisky. Maybe Trubisky and Mariota is that guy this year where you'll get them late and their rushing upside makes them, uh, you know, play up and play into that bottom QB1, top QB2 range. But I don't see those those guys in the later rounds this year that you can really kind of hang your hat on. Which you know makes- why? Because it's supposed to be a guy like Lance. You know, yeah. he's like being drafted yeah. like hella You're late. Right. You know, but he's You're being right. drafted in the second and second round. You know, in these super flexes. I so. think this is gonna this is gonna speak maybe to more to what you're saying about Tua, where yeah. Tua might end up becoming a steal because of the values of like, especially in one QB um, redraft leagues. Yeah, he might, he he might not even be drafted in exactly. some of those one QB redraft, and, and he might be the guy that you know because he'll have the opportunity. He has the weapons, and it really depends on what the game plan is. But he might he might be that young quarterback to take that next step to be that valuable guy because almost every year we have it where there's a young guy who who takes that next tier up, elevates, and you know goes into that you know high QB two, low QB one, or you know goes off like a Jackson or 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 a Mahomes. But damn it, look at this. James said in every draft I've done, Lance is going before Rogers. Okay, that's crap. I mean, and if it's dynasty. I totally understand why, um, yeah. but I know yeah. James is a little bit more redraft than dynasty. I know he's in some of my dynasties, but that that's what's crazy is like people even in redraft are valuing Lance higher than Rogers right now. It is uh, is pretty crazy. <laughs> but what have they seen of Lance to 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 to, to, to have it's them the, sold? It's that hype, bro. Like it's the hype. <laughs> Like that, that's all it is. Cause what have we seen? Like we literally haven't seen anything, but when you trade the world for someone, you expect them to play because pretty much every other time besides this, the people making these moves, your Trubisky's of the world, your RG threes of the world, you know, and things like that. Anybody else who they made like a crazy move like this, they didn't have someone in front of them. They were automatically inserted. You know, also, I think that they're, they're the three guys now that I'm looking at now that I, I kind of like wide out on it, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, and Zach Wilson. Um, I guess those are the three guys that now I might be looking at as we start going into the summer, um, following them in camp for those late quarterbacks. So I think Matt Ryan will, ha- will have an interesting um, if opportunity. You're, if you're playing in a single QB league, you should always get two QBs in my yes. mind because yes. you're going to get guys like Tua – Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston for free. Yeah. And if they 
if they hit that ceiling to end up being high-end QB2s, low-end QB1s, you know, on a weekly yep. basis, that's either crazy trade value or yep. if your QB just happens to get hurt in front of them or doesn't pan out. Um, exactly. You know how many times between injuries, um, just playing like shit, um, just – like, a, what about like, matchups? Like, we don't even yep. think about that. Like, I mean, because I know it's like the style. You either get, a, yep. you know, a bomb-ass QB or you're only playing matchups and you're only yep. hitting waiver wires. So yep. why not have two dope-ass QBs because we're yep. getting into more QB-heavy leagues because if all these running backs are getting hurt, you know, like it, it just sucks going um, – never not having a backup, you know, and just leaving all these QBs there just on the waiver wire for someone to pick up a starting QB and beat you. You know, I got to say this really shows the evolution of fantasy football because um, years back I remember when I started when you had guys like Laganian Tomlinson who were such overwhelmingly dominant players. You had Brian Westbrook and all these other guys, Priest Holmes. It was like – Dominant, like you know, these guys are getting LT, dirty 31 LT 31 touchdowns in a season. There's, yeah. some, there's some players who could play 10 years and never touch 31 yeah. touchdowns. Everything is, is, is a split, a split position or like a, a, a committee. There's yep. very few bell cows, even with wide receivers. It's not like you have Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens these days. It's like yep. very few guys are like Jefferson or like Cup who can just demand so much of the target share that it just doesn't matter that they're matcher proof that you know some of these guys now like aj brown even keenan allen has his up and down days mike evans has his up and down days johnson higgins and these are guys that are going in the top 20 wide receivers now not to say that you don't have some great value or some great guys in the later part that are going to be great but the top tier and the middle tier i feel like have really started to spread out and, like, yeah, if you're an elite, elite guy, you're going to get it. Like, Jamar Chase is going to be an elite, elite guy. But, yeah, you know, some of these other guys, it's kind of like, damn, like, I can get you, but, like, I get a guy five rounds later that's going to put up almost the same numbers as you just because of the time, uh, you know, the, the time shares that we have. I mean, shit. I mean, let, let's be real. How much of a difference between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins is there really going to be when yeah. it comes down to just final points? You know, yeah. at the end of the season, I still think both of them are going to end up in the top 12, like somewhere like T Higgins uh, is going to get over a hundred targets. I, I'll tell you this. I, I think that Devontae Adams roster is beware. This could be a, a, a like, you know, where you said Devontae Adams being a top two or three wide receiver. I think same thing with Tyreek Hill rosters. This is a year where I think these guys drop a tier down. You know, I, I don't expect that volume to be there like it once was and, you know, it'll be interesting. Like, I don't see Derek Carr hyper-targeting Adams the way Rodgers did. Like, that's just they're not, not at they're not at Cal State Fresno. Yeah, you know anymore. Like, I mean, they're not going up against. I mean, obviously, they're not in the SEC. I know they still played good competition, but I'm sure that the competition every single game was not top tier when they were destroying everybody like that. And then, like Tyreek Hill, he don't have. Um, Andy Reid and and Pat Mahomes, you know, game planning for him, you know, so it's not going to be the same kind of situation that he's used to. So I, I just I, I think it's going to be a really interesting year. I think we're going to see more parity this year. I think uh, people are going to have to temper their expectations on some of these big name players because um, they're just not in the situations. I think Dalvin Cook, interestingly enough, um, went after Swift and, and and Williams and 
some of these guys that that's a little interesting to me as well. Pretty crazy, right? I mean, Dalvin yeah. Cook is, I mean, like a low end. I mean, he being drafted as like RB12 uh, sometimes, like RB10. And I know he has an injury history, but like his volume upside is ridiculous. Yep. Like I would take him over Swift, Williams. I would take him over Chubb. I would take him over uh, Mixon. Mixon's probably the one guy. But then if you're if we're drafting Mixon and Chase and Higgins that high, we're really expecting this Bengals offense to be one of the best, and I just don't know if they're going to be that. I mean, I'll double down on the Bengals this year and not feel bad about it because barring injuries, I mean, we're talking about Chase and Higgins. They might be the best young wide receiver duo like in the league. I mean, this is Higgins' third year. This is Chase's second. Burrow's only going to be his third year in the league. Like, these guys are not going to decline. They already went up against – I mean, the best teams in the league, they made it, I mean, shit, one game away. But, like, in, in some of those games, they, they really weren't scoring out the fucking ass. They were, they were they, you know what it was? They, they, they were efficient. They they're deep, the they're, they I mean, their defense is what, uh, is what stepped up the most of, uh, of, yeah. of me. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know if, if you could justify them having, like, three players in the top three rounds. That's I think so. <laughs> I mean, Joe Mixon, look at what he did last year. I mean, it, it's him You're just – You're right, but, I mean, Mixon to me is is the, the biggest volume guy there. Right. He's, he's the number one. Yep. I mean, are, are, would you take Chase over Jefferson? Um, no, I, I'm on record saying that um, Jefferson's uh, 2A, 2A for me and um and chase is a 2b now cooper cup's number one for me it's crazy that cooper cup's not being because this is redraft still that we're talking about and cooper uh, Cup. See, I, I, for me i take i take jefferson over cup this year okay um, and all just, three of those guys are subjective that's where the tier break is for tier yeah. one is those see, three to me I, I i do put jefferson and cup in a tier separate from chase because of like okay. what you said about higgins and Mixon and all that I do think that, that that's a tier break, and I might put Diggs above him as well just because Diggs is like – when Diggs is right and, and that team is right, he's going to be red zone. He's going to be everything, and they don't have Cole Beasley anymore. I think they're missing another wide receiver. Um, so I, I, I like Diggs this year to have a nice good bounce back. Yeah, for sure. And uh, being connected to Josh Allen, no matter what, like that is going to be money in the bank because they have, they've had an instant connection ever since he got over there. And he's probably one of the main reasons why Josh Allen, you know, is now competing for best completion percentage, you know, in the league, someone who everyone said had no accuracy when he was drafted. He was just a deep, uh, deep gunslinger. I'll tell you this, Gabe Davis is a sneaky player in fantasy for me. I think that kid could be really interesting. And yeah. Hunter Renfro is another guy that's going to be interesting. And I think that's another reason why I'm tempering expectations on Adams. Carr and Renfro have already a great rapport. Then you add in Adams, who yes, he had rapport with him back in the day, but Renfro and, and, and Carr have recently been really on. And, like, you're going to tell me that all of a sudden Adams is going to take away all those targets from Renfro? That's not going to happen. I think Renfro's going to in PPR leagues, he's going to be super solid. Well, I, th- I think what it comes down to is just like the level of skill at like, you know, just the skill set that they have, because yeah. if Hunter Renfro is manned up, he might not be able to, he's definitely not getting the separation that Adams is getting. It doesn't matter the level of corner. But if you're talking about, you know, Adams is getting double covered and Renfro's getting 
the lesser cornerbacks on him and he's able to, to run his routes and do his thing. You know, I, you'll probably see Renfro be able to really go off and have some big games because it really depends on who's drawing the coverage. Like if, if everyone is shading towards Devontae Adams, it's really going to open up Renfro. Well, really what I think is a lot of teams are going to have to run zone against him because how do you double team any one of these? I mean, you're not going to double team Renfro, but how do you double team Waller or Adams on a consistent basis? You're just going to hit the other one. You yep. know, so, I mean, I think that teams are probably going to have to attack them more with the zone. And I guess really all of them will be able to eat in the zone. Um, Is there a chance Carr finishes in the top five? I don't think so. I just don't think uh, that he'll have the touchdowns to compete with that. Because uh, rushing upside. Yeah, definitely no rushing upside for him. But yeah, that I mean, I still feel like Josh Jacobs is going to be such a huge part of that team, especially when they get into the green zone. That um, that's going to take some of the TDs away from Carr. I, I honestly think that Josh Jacobs is going to be the James Conner, like what he was you know, last year. The, the more we talk about this, the more I feel like Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and, and Derek Carr are probably going to be in the same tier. Yeah, because, like, I mean, these top-tier QBs, I mean, they're so good, and they're all putting up a shit ton of points. Like, to me, I don't have Burrow in the same tier as Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, or Murray. Burrow only okay. has two. So the, I don't even have in the same tier as Brady and Wilson. Hold on. So those those first five, that, that's your top tier? The, those five? Yes. Okay. Although I probably – yeah, yes, yes. Like, they're all interchangeable, all of them. And then the next tier is probably Brady, Wilson, Prescott, and Hurts. And then the next tier is Stafford, Burrow, Rodgers, and Carr. Okay. The yeah. only reason why I put Wilson in the tier above him is because I love the we- the weapons Wilson has. And then Stafford, I would put him a little bit high. Maybe Stafford should be in that same tier as well um, as Brady, Wilson, and Prescott. Yeah. Probably that's how I do it. I haven't really sat down and did, did my rankings yet. Hertz is going to be an interesting play because his rushing upside is ridiculous. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no way anyone should have Hertz outside of the top 12. And I don't even I don't think know if you can put him outside the top seven. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I, don't, I have him, like, right around, like, number 10. So, um, yeah. yeah, but man, really, like, kind of like the last, the last leg of that tier, which, I mean, Rodgers is kind of like, the tier break for me, and then it comes into the Derek Carr. Who, who would you rather have, Hertz, Wilson, or Brady? Hertz, Wilson, or Brady? I would rather have Brady. Yeah, me too. For sure. I, I think the way that you have, like, the way that they went, Brady, Wilson, and then Hertz uh, is the way that I'm going to rank them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see, like, the more, like, here's the problem when you start thinking too much, you start thinking too much. Because <laughs> it's like Hertz is rushing upside is just so fucking sexy. And if with AJ Brown, he's able to take a little bit of a leap with that passing ability. Yeah. You're talking about like, you know, a possible Lamar Jackson type player. And uh, man, this is so funny. So I, I told you I've known James since we were like little kids and shit playing Little League Baseball together. Uh-huh. And uh, former Chargers fan. So yeah, just like me, fuck the Chargers, you know, like fantasy football is different, but I don't cheer for the Chargers, you know, like that. And uh, <laughs> and he's converted to being a Jets fan. Oh and he my said God, it, why would you do that to yourself? He said he figured that it fits uh, my lifestyle. I like it. So <laughs> uh, he doesn't like the stress of watching playoff games. 
there we go. So we got multiple Jets fans on the uh, <laughs> in the crew now because Antonio, he's our resident like hardcore, you know, like Jets fan, realistic Jet hardcore Jets fan. <laughs> I, I, I'm in I'm in um, a home league and a group chat with a bunch of Jets fans. So all I hear is Jets talk. So, so it, what it, do you? So, uh, James, um, what do you think about Jamison Crowder? Is uh, is what Antonio said of a sneaky play. I mean, really. I mean, super sneaky because he may go undrafted in a lot of these leagues. Where you did know, he end like, up? With Buffalo? No, he's still on the Jets, right? No. No, no, no. I don't think so. I wouldn't like him on the Jets because you got you got Wilson, you got Oh, Moore. no, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's on Buffalo. Yeah. So he's the he's the number 3 on Buffalo now, right? Right behind uh right behind Gabe Davis. To me again, this pushes up Gabe Davis in my mind. Gabe Davis, I think, is really set for a breakout year. Especially yeah, yeah. what we saw, we saw him do at the second half of the season. I, I, I mean, Crowder is nice. He's solid. But he's not spectacular. He's like, he, you know what he is? He's Emmanuel he Sanders. And see, and I was just going to say that. Is he going to be the new Cole Beasley? Are they going to yeah. use him, you know, in that role? I don't know if that's really the role that he plays. I mean, I know he is like more of like a slot guy, and that is kind of like yeah. what Beasley played. But I don't know. It's not like Beasley's really done anything over the last two years to where he's anything more than kind of like a fill-in, you know, flex play in like a, a crazy bye week or something. Damn. All, like, I just keep looking at Gabe Davis now. Like, this dude might be. Yeah, where did he where did he go in the tenth round? Yeah, because I mean, because shit, look at who they have over there. I mean, you got Diggs, and then he um and then um, Davis is number two on the depth chart, and then you got Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir or Shakur, uh, however you pronounce it, like nobody. You know, I think both name. Diggs and Davis take a major major uh, step up in my rankings. Like I'd rather have Diggs than Lamb. I'd rather have Davis than than Devontae Smith. It's gonna be. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, even Dawson Knox. Like he was like a like if we take away that three he touchdown the red zone, game, you know, but, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. We take away that three touchdown game, the hype on Dawson Knox will be way down. Yeah, you and know, because that, catch, like beast. No, three three catches a game was like like if he got four catches, that was usually like the max that he was getting. He was like a two yeah. or three catch guy. So this is gonna be a really interesting season, man. Yeah, I think that you could be looking at Diggs and Davis as being real steals. Um, yeah, if you look at just look at this, obviously, it, it would be a James lot Cook. I guarantee James Cook is a big part of this offense. Now, is he going to be a big part of the rushing game? Maybe not. But if he's someone who is like the third down wide receiver, you know, like that's who I think Crowder is not wanting like James Cook to be a thing because Damn. then Crowder might be in the mix. I think I might have Diggs over Chase now. Like I mean, if you're telling me that Davis is the number two wide receiver. There's no Beasley. There's no Sanders. You're talking about we've already seen Diggs put up a historic season with Josh Allen. Like, does this team go out and get who? Who are some of the the older super vets? Like, I mean, I know Julio's Julio still and probably team, OBJ. Do they go get like one of those two guys? Because like they're fucking hurting at the wide receiver position. Like, if anything see, happens to Gabe Davis I, or Stephon Diggs, this team yeah. might be a little bit screwed in the pass game. I'll, I'll be like honest with you. I think that there's no way the Packers should let one of those two guys go past them. I understand that you know they're a little bit long in the tooth and dealing with injuries, but fuck that shit. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you you should be in there saying, "Get me one of those two guys at the very least." 
Right. Like, I got a bunch of young kids that I'm working with, but if I at least have Julio, um, I could do something with Julio. Like Julio, yeah, he had a bad season last year, but I'm not ready to write him off. He's one of the all-time greatest wide receivers in the history of football. Like, you know, let's give him another shot here. Yeah, because really just about him staying healthy at the end right, of the day. Right, and, and let's face it, uh, the, the the Tennessee Titans really didn't run an offense that was going to give him the opportunity to really shine either. No. And uh, Antonio said I should have taken Diggs over Trevor, but uh, then my QB uh, two would have been <laughs> would have been whack. Yeah, for sure, because you would have had to get like like a Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins. Well, no, you could have got you could have got Matt Ryan, and your QB room would be almost the same. I think Matt Ryan and Trevor Lawrence would have put up virtually the same numbers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something. Yeah, definitely. If I was in the position. Um, that you are in Antonio and I took, you know, Josh Allen or Herbert or Mahomes at the number one, one of those guys, I feel like I would be okay. Getting yeah. A Kirk Cousins or a Matt Ryan, someone who I think would be right. really consistent, but the upside of Josh Allen, is like, you just need someone solid there. Like, could you imagine if you had uh, Josh Allen, Derek Henry, and then you get a stack for Josh Allen with Diggs? Yeah. And then you still get Brees Hall. And then yep. you take, um, and then you get like Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, or Matt Ryan, you know, right, well, right there instead of Waddle. I mean, yeah. shit, that that improves the team like so crazy because yeah. the difference between Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Cousins, Ryan is not that much, but no. the difference. Well, well, to me, I do have Mac Jones as a tier below these guys just because, like everyone was saying, that's such a, a run run first offense. I I I don't I haven't seen enough from Mac Jones to put Mac Jones in the same tier as, as Ryan and Cousins and Winston, um, not yet at least. I I just can't do that. Oh man, we are in the matrix right now. Hustler is floating through the the, the, the ether. OBJ ODB, huh? ODB's the man. All right. Um. Okay. We're, we're having a little bit of technical technical difficulties here. Um. Hey, what up, though? Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Bugs Bunny, Thor. <laughs> I didn't expect to have to take over right now, but obviously we're dealing with a little bit of technical difficulties at this moment in time as far as the stream is concerned. I expect us to be back in a couple of moments. Uh, but until then, you know, I, I definitely got to say that um, it's going to be a really interesting fantasy football year this year. Like we were saying, uh, there's so many positional battles and so many timeshares that uh, there's going to be a lot of these lower guys that are going to outperform their, their draft you know, position just because they're going to end up taking over and being so dominant. I think one of those big guys that we're talking about, Gabe Davis, Ronald Jones is another guy that could really end up overtaking CEH and becoming the lead back. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Chris Olave. Uh, that's an interesting offense there with the uh, Saints. He could end up being like the number two wide receiver. Uh, well, hey, and we're when back. Went into the Matrix, bogey style. Facts, <laughs> bro. I was sitting there like, all right, let me break out into the song and dance. Good looking on on keeping it rolling because I was yeah. yeah like everything everything just like I don't know just just started fucking up yeah, all you, at you, once you, you froze up uh, but all I was saying is like um you know this is the year where you know you're gonna see really team depth and positional battles really uh, play away into getting some of these guys in these later rounds that are gonna really outproduce their value 
um, guys I was speaking to were Gabe Davis, uh, Ronald Jones, and then I was like, even Chris Olave, someone that's really interesting because um, if we look at what's going on, Mike Thomas has been injured for the better part of two years. He's a young kid that's coming up that has a lot of talent, and I could see him and Winston, you know, hitting it off and him becoming, you know, a real X factor into the season because that's a good Saints offense, and um, I expect Winston to come back and be pretty solid. Well, and I, I guess the one, one of the reasons why I really like Chris Olave is because Mike Thomas has never played with Jameis Winston. Yeah, although I they're think both, that they're going to be good together, you know? Oh, for sure. But I'm just Holy saying. Shit. Like, Did Michael Thomas get drafted? You know what? I don't think he did. That's a bro. The death this year is going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to be crazy value on him. And I know, I mean, some people only drafted two wide receivers. I mean, right, some people right, drafted right. three. I mean, may, maybe a couple people drafted four, you know, wide receivers. But, um, yeah, Michael Thomas, I mean, shit. He's going to be – it's crazy because, let's see, how many wide receivers got drafted in this draft? 43 wide receivers got drafted in this oh, draft. Oh, nah, somebody's smoking something. <laughs> that, that's what's crazy is that Michael Thomas – might not be drafted in the top 50 wide receivers this year. Like we're talking insane value, like literally last pick that you're picking on your team, maybe in some of these leagues. Bro, I'm smashing on him so early. I'm taking him over Devontae Smith. I'm taking him over London. Damn. I'm, I'm taking him over Lockett. I'm taking him over Juju. I'm taking hell. I know we were just talking about um Allen Robinson, but yeah. I would take Michael Thomas over Allen Robinson. Woo! Number one. <laughs> I take him over Garrett Wilson. I take him over Godwin. But Godwin's not going to start the season. So I, I'll give Thomas the benefit of the doubt there. I take Thomas over DJ Moore. Obviously, I still need to make sure that he's healthy. But I'm assuming that he's going to be healthy and ready to play. If he's ready to play, we're talking about a guy that was one of the best wide receivers ever for a little bit. And I think that when you have a guy like uh, Winston who can hyper target the way he does for fantasy purposes, I'm sitting there. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm so ready to go. Like, let me get some of Michael Thomas. That's fucking crazy. So, yeah, we're gonna have to. I mean, just you know, as we're talking and bullshitting, you know, shooting the shit, and who knows if anybody watching on replay even makes it this far. But this is good fucking content because uh, yeah. we need to have like um, you know some videos. Just about guys who we, we think are like gonna outperform their ADP. You know, yeah. guys like Mike Thomas. I mean, shit, if you're getting Mike Thomas as the wide receiver 40, 45, I mean, we're talking like, dark throw territory. We're talking not drafted in a lot of drafts. Yeah, yeah, 150%. Like, I was talking about how great a value Gabe Davis is. Mike Thomas, they're off the waiver wires, <laughs> like, guaranteed smash your fucking waiver. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that dude is. Like, yes, I get it. He's coming off injuries, and it's a little scary, but, like, fuck. And Juju. I think Juju's going to be a really interesting wide receiver this year. Another wide receiver I really like is 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 um, Nicole Hardman. Like, I know. I love Nicole Hardman this I year. I love Nicole Hardman. Because every time I talk shit about him, he ends up doing good. Like, last oh. year in the playoff game or something, I was talking so much shit about him. and they Yeah. Like, oh. Did you see the way they started to use him? And now that you don't have Tyreek Hill there – I feel like this is Miko Hardman blowout season. And James, he said, if you love Mike Thomas so much, why'd he go undrafted? That well, it's because I like the taco, the three, the three QB thing. Like that yeah. threw a lot of people off. So 
Yep. And it's and it's defensive players. Like if I would have been able to have a bench, like hell yeah. And you know, I have Pittman, Metcalf, and Brown. So I went three wide receivers right there. But yeah, I would take I would take Michael Thomas over Melvin Gordon. I take Michael Thomas over Garoppolo. And um, I take them over all my defensive players. So. As we get it, as we get into the season a little bit more, I'm gonna have more bench spots, and we're gonna expand this. You know, yeah. but we literally the only bench spot was meant for a QB, and that's yep. it. Because no way in hell that anyone's drafting Michael Thomas as a starter. He's gonna be a bench player mm-hmm. on every at least you know week. Although I'll, I'll be honest with you, in, in some of my competitive 14 team leagues, I can see me drafting him as a flex. Okay, I, he definitely has flex appeal. And I'm mostly and I'm mostly talking at least about like twelve team leagues, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, shit, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a thirty two team. Multi- yeah, buddy, I can't wait for that shit. I'm in there. He's that's gonna be a starter in that league, like that's for damn. Yeah, like that. That's gonna be some real NFL type shit. <laughs> James, you better get into this one with us. Thirty two teams. Only nine starters because it's not those like those 32 team leagues where it's like co- three player copies, you know, and shit like that. Like this is literally only one copy of each player. It's going to be on sleeper, um, but it's going to be. Yeah, you're only starting like one running back, one wide receiver, you know, one cute. Well, you're not. We only are going to have a super flex spot. We're not even going to have a QB spot because if your QBs on by, you'd get screwed. That's how deep like that's how crazy this league only is. The strong will survive. Oh yeah, and it's the mult and it's the multiverse, and uh, I, I'm unveiling my character now just so everybody knows. But I'm gonna be rocking kingpin status. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be rocking the Miles Morales. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got the, there we I go. Got the chair. Now you know I'm Spider-Man heavy. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm gonna the Miles Morales like. There we go. Hell yeah. So, and the, anybody who's in that league, I'm going to say everyone should go create their names now because it's really kind of first come, first serve on the name. You don't want to be the one to copy someone else's character when there's so many different characters in the Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good thing you mentioned that now because I'm, I'm going to lock myself in. Someone yeah. And once you do it, everyone's going to start doing it. So, yep. uh, <laughs> there we go. And Jim said, say what? Send me an invite. Yeah. It's going to be a $54 league. And, um, I don't have the, the bylaws pulled up, but it's going to be really dope, like the way that everyone's going to get paid. It's going to be like if you're yep. the top scorer in the, the entire season, you're getting uh, you're getting um, some money. You're like you have the best record. You're getting some money. If you finish top uh, as the top position in any of the four, um, is it four divisions or eight divisions? I think it's uh, no, I think it's four. I think you can only do four divisions going to be like four divisions of 16 or something like that i forget i got it all written down in the bylaws i'm super you know, the schedule will be more. crazy because you can't play everyone no <laughs> you're no gonna- you're literally playing half the league so yeah. that's what's going to be real crazy and um you know just uh, the divisions on how things get shuffled so everyone is in random divisions right now but we got to think of what we're going to do for these divisions because the divisions should, should have some kind of rhyme or reason and then the character that you pick will obviously be somewhere related to those uh, divisions. Oof, damn. That can make shit interesting because then I might have to change my character name so I don't get put in the crazy. No, list. no, no, no. Don't be changing shit now. <laughs> no, but uh, all, all like, no. We got to like, no. like, I don't know, man, because that, that, like, that, that's going to be the biggest thing is what division are you in? Because you could be a shitty team, but because you're in a good division, you're going to make it. Well, the thing about this is I don't think there's going to be any good divisions. I mean, the, the guys who we got in so far, um, I'm in it. You're in it. Uh, Bogart's in it. Um, I, I don't want to be in Bogey's division. 
<laughs> IDP Iggy's in it. Uh, Bernie Mac and the Flash, they're in it. They're in all these hustler leagues. They're, they're stiff competition. We got the Fantasy Fornicator in here. We got Steezy A. Smith in here. Um, Blitzed with Blake. You know, we got a lot of content creators, a lot of guys that are going to be knowing their shit. So we got to get Guru in there. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in it. I, I must, uh, I know we talked about it and I think he was debating it, but he'll be in it. And, uh, yeah, let's see. So how is it? So it's, yeah, first place, second place, third place, fourth place for the entire season are getting paid. Best regular season record is getting paid. Most points in the regular season is getting paid because it, you know, might not be the same team. It usually yeah. isn't. And then each division, each one of the four division winners are getting paid also. Damn, so you could double down, have the best record, win your division, and have the most points. And you get could. three ways. Yeah, yeah. If if you hit like that, you parlay in a thirty-two team league to where, yeah. yeah, you have the best record, the highest points. You won the division and you win the whole thing. Like, yeah, that that would be uh, an insane. That's like, hit. that's like hitting the jackpot in a slot machine. <laughs> it really is. And and James said is Zach and Earl in it? Not as of now. Those guys are not paying attention to fantasy football. Like as of yet. Like this. Th that's like I have to tell these guys about that in July and maybe answer my text message about we it. Gotta, we got to wait till summer gets official with Fourth of July before that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like there, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you know how it goes, James. I mean, uh, uh, Zach's in some of these dynasty leagues. Earl is like redraft all the way and like. I don't even know. He's Earl's like Tom Green in road trip to where he doesn't really like leave his house, you know, or anything like that. And doesn't expand too much outside of his comfort zone. Like even that auction league that we were all in together, <laughs> Earl and Zach are like, this is the last year I'm fucking doing this. I fucking hate this league. I, you know, I hate, you, I hate the draft. <laughs> when you bring up road trip, it makes me think of um, the dude from new guy. Yeah. When that orders the French toast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just good. always think of that French toasty. I didn't ask for sugar. Oh, oh, okay. It comes back. Mm, wow, this is really good. <laughs> everybody, like, <laughs> like you need to watch that because they weren't even mean to that guy. Like, it was just like, Yo. oh, change your order. Like, oh, you got my shit wrong. Let me fuck with your shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> oh, bro, it's, it, it's a scene that will stay with me forever. That one and, and the part where it's like, it's not cheating it if your dog eats peanut butter off your nose. <laughs> Cause it's your dog. It's your dog. Bro, it was you got so it. bad. It's like, yo, it's it's so cringeworthy, but it's so hilarious. That movie is so I mean, obviously it can't even be remade. You'd have to come with some totally different concept oh, because yeah. everybody has a fucking cell phone now. So that, oh, yeah. that just wouldn't work, like leaving a message for someone like on their bro. answering machine. Just, just like uh, that shit. I, I love that movie. I remember like being fourteen and that movie coming out, and uh, like especially when got it like owned it on tape. Like I, I think I wore that tape out because like that shit was just so funny, and it had titties in it, you know. So that's another reason we're gonna be watching it all the time. Another but... good one was Euro Trip. Like, I never trip. watched it because I loved Road Trip so much that I never watched. Euro, it. Euro Trip was pretty funny too. Yeah, and James yeah, said Road is. Trip is a top five stoner classic. Yeah, it is. Definitely yeah. agree. Um, the young kids might not say the same because they're like, what? What's it leave? What do you mean leaving? I, people don't even leave me voicemails anymore. They just text me and like so. <laughs> you know, they don't know what it's like for an I am. So you're going to be on at 3.30. Yeah, let's all hop on at AOL at 
And especially like the idea of like recording something and putting it on tape and sending it to someone. I mean, people are sending digital monkey shots all day, you know? So, I mean, that's not, you know, a thing that would ever happen either. They already get it instantaneous. Yeah. And James said Euro trip sucks. <laughs> you gotta be there with the time and the place. Antonio said Euro trip was funny, funny AF. So you got a fan there. And I've never seen it, but as we're expanding out in uh, the Silver Screen Breakdown podcast, you know, we're covering movies that we like and stuff. But I would like to watch movies that I've literally never seen before. The thing that's hard about it is, um, like how to. Like I, I saw this this um, this one today, just uh, looking on YouTube, and these guys, well, these kids. I mean, to me, I'm 36, or probably like early 20s, or like 19 or 20, some shit like that. And they're watching Back to the Future for the very first time, and they're like, you know, it's their live reactions of it. Like that might be cool for movies that people tell me are cool. You know, watch you know, it. You know what movie? Um, uh, I'd like to be on for it, Carlito's Way. Yeah, so that was, that was a fucking dope movie that these kids don't know about, bro. Hell yeah, Carlito's way is the shit, and uh, yeah, Al Pacino, bro. Um, his opening John scene Penn. when he's talking to the judge, I am rejuvenating, I am habilitating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this dude is so poppy right now, but he's not. <laughs> he's so so good. So that movie's good. so dope, and uh, man, yeah. I mean, because we want to go down the, I mean. It's all these gangster movies that we like, and they're just fun to watch. And we just did, uh, we recapped Blood In, Blood Out. I know I want to get American Me in the mix. And yeah, definitely Carlito's Way. Like, it's fucking real classic. And I even like the second one that they did, the one that P. Diddy's in, where it's like a prequel to I that. I think I've seen that. Uh, that. That one actually, I mean, for... I'll be honest, like, I'm probably in the minority here, but I like Carlito's Way more than I like Scarface. Damn, I mean, I de- I mean, I definitely give the nod to Scarface, but Carlito's way is one of those like if if you vibe with the character, you know, yeah. like that and the whole story. I mean, okay, I'm reloading. <laughs> and Sean Penn, like, what a crazy motherfucker! Yeah, like in that yeah. movie, like, yeah, shady ass lawyer. You know, there's always some shady yeah. ass lawyers doing some you shady know, ass lawyers. I just started watching Better Call Saul. That shit is fucking good. Hell yeah, dude. So I got a couple seasons um, into that, but I'm not fully caught up. But yeah, Better Call Saul is a, is a dope one as well. I, I, I literally went from season one to season. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing up season five now. Um, shit is wild, bro. My boy Lalo is a fucking sick boy. This dude <laughs> is sick. And, and the Salamaca um, twins, these dudes be coming up like fucking gangbangers. Like, oh, these dudes robbers, they fucking just walk in middle of the day. They have the guns out, pow, 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 pow. I'm like, what the fuck? And I've never, I've never finished Breaking Bad, but this makes me want to go back and like fuck with Breaking Bad. Yeah, like Breaking Bad. I mean, shit. Like, I, I want to do like one. You know how we do the bracketology on different things. I want to do a TV show like bracketology. That shit would be fun as hell because Breaking true. Bad's definitely like it's one of my favorite shows. And I remember like, um, really, it was. Uh, I didn't watch it until it got on Netflix because I mean, yeah, bro. I don't watch this most of this shit till it gets on Netflix because I like to binge. Yeah. I like to um like fuck the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Good and boy. so Breaking Bad was like one of those ones because you know, there's not too many shows that are like on Netflix that are like still like live, like going on. You know, usually it's a lot yeah. of ones that are already done, or it's a Netflix show where it's like literally you could binge the whole thing. Like that was one that was like tough. You were on like Breaking Bad, you'd get up to the certain point and you're like 
fuck, I just want this next season to start. Like, I got to leave off, like, right yeah. here. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, like, right now, there's a lot of good TV out that I got to catch up. I got to watch Moon Knight. I got to watch, uh, uh, Man, not Mandalorian, Boba Fett. I got to watch Obi-Wan. I got to watch The Boys. And I got to watch Stranger Things. Like, this shit is, The Boys, elite. That shit is elite. That might be the best superhero show out. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of these shows that like I've never even dipped my toe into oh, yet. Oh, you haven't dipped your toe into the boys? No, dude. Uh, uh-uh. dude. Not I, any any I, of those. I haven't seen Stranger Things. Um, I promise, I I promise you this. The boys, you will not be disappointed. What uh, what what what's that on? I mean, I know I could stream That's on it on Amazon. Okay, bro, elite. All right, because I, I know I always see that, but I never knew what the fuck it was. Oh, it, dude, every time I pull up the fire stick, that's one of the things that they. Yeah, have. like I don't want I don't want to explain any of it because if I explain it, I'm gonna spoil something. And right. every little part, like from episode one on, elite. Everyone that I put onto it has come back and told me like, "Oh my god, bro!" And the new season just started, and they already got picked up for another season. All right, and, and like. Uh, let's just put it like this. I'll just give you one thing. So, like, there's, like, some superhero characters, right? And there's, like, a guy that's, like, kind of based on, on Superman called Homelander, right? But he's kind of, like, a little bit of a, di- a dick, a douche. He, he's, he's, like, you know, not Superman where he's, like, the, the good boy. He plays a good boy, but he's not. There's one scene where he's jerking off as he's flying over the city. Like, this is my city, and he's just jerking off on the city. <laughs> And that, that's all I'm gonna see because that doesn't give me any of the story. He literally busted nut over the city, bro. That's so funny. And, and uh, when you see when you see some of the shit that they do in there, you're gonna be like, oh my when, god. So okay, so um, I went to the Steve-O show. Uh-huh. This the he does a stand up comedy. I forget what the hell it's called, uh-huh. right off the top of my head. Um, and he does all these like. He talks about stuff. He does skits and he like talks about the skits and then he like shows the video of the uh, skits that he recorded. And one of the videos that uh, that he recorded was him skydiving and busting a nut as he jumped out of the plane. Oh my god! <laughs> like, bro, that seems like it would hurt. Like, would it feel <laughs> I know, right? or something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then, what? What is like the speed that you're falling at? Like your shit just slides back and into the face. <laughs> and, and then it comes at a high level. had much worse things in his face than his own gym. Uh, bro, bro, you heard the stuff with him and John Jones? Are they trying to fuck up his ear? Uh, that was part of his skit. Like, that was oh, one of God. the things he was talking about trying to give himself, well, not give I'll himself, but yeah. yeah, like he's literally putting his, you know, ear up against like metal, you know, and fuck and John, Jones the the John Jones. Like, they're all just, bro, bro, it's not like he has someone, it's John fucking Jones. Yeah. We're talking about one of the fucking most brutal fighters in the history of fight games. Yeah. That dude. And he couldn't do it. They couldn't, neither one of them, they couldn't give him the cauliflower ear. I, I, Boy, I, they tried. They felt bad because, like, they're literally, like, destroying him. He's bleeding, but he, like, he's like, come on, man. This is what these guys pay me for. Like, shit, let's do this I, I'll, shit. I'll be honest, man. I, I, I so turned off by that. So turned off. Yeah. Um, but hey, hey, it's like eight oh three here, so I mean that means we're we, we're within fifty seven minutes of this uh, NBA Finals game. So there we go. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's in there. I, yep, and I gotta I gotta go run to the casino. It's only uh, 
like 10 minutes away from me. But uh, yeah, God, I'm get- so jealous, bro. <laughs> I can't wait till I hit Vegas again. I, I got to get approval in order to go there now. So and like, I'm going to the South Point. I know you know where that's at. Bro, the South Point right? is one of my favorite casinos. Bro, the South Point has the steak and shake on that first floor. Yep. Oh my God. That place the buffet. So if, if you guys want to go to the dopest buffet that's not necessarily on the strip, this shit's $25 like per person. And man, bro, every time we go, we're super stoked. Bro, uh, the, the state, there's a place that the steak and eggs for like $7. Yeah. After midnight. Yeah. What? We would literally go in there, get a steak and eggs for seven fucking dollars after fucking gambling and drinking all night. Like, it was like, who the fuck does this? South Point's insane because, like, if you want to, like, watch horses, like, race yeah. in person, they have that. You could, like, literally go bet yeah. on horses and watch them in person. It's yeah. insane. The biggest, like, bowling alleys, they got, like, yeah. crazy bowling, like, tournaments. They have a movie theater in there, I believe. Yeah. Like, that's just a, such a cool casino. Yeah. So that, that, that's our, that, that's our local casino. That's the closest one, yeah. like really yeah. to us where we live. So that, that, that when, when I first started going down there a lot, cause I would stay on the strip and my friend lived off strip, obviously um, we would go there so much. Hell yeah. All right. We're going to get the hell up out of here. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on tacos, a dope ass stream. And yeah, uh, it felt good being back in the saddle. I'm, I'm going to try to get into some more of these. Um, obviously it's baby life, so it's not quite as easy as it used to be, but you know, we'll make some shit happen. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. We're out. Um, no videos until, uh, this Monday, but we got mock draft Monday coming up and, um, yeah, a whole bunch of more shit. So we'll see you then. Peace. Peace out boys. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last the mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, get I got the ring, I'm the chef, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Hold out here for a bill. Ready trying to get this money for the real. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.